Bigfoot Club, episode 10. I am your host, Robert Jesse Dominguez, and with me always is... Well, not always. <laughs> <laughs> but we make do. But I am back. <laughs> Christopher Lee call-ups. <laughs> also with us... Zash. Ash. Yeah. So, I'm going to make it a point never to leave again... Because big shout out to Big Steven <laughs> Dominguez. Yeah, Big Boy Jones. He 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 brought the he brought the thunder. He brought the hammer, man. He brought Thor's hammer. So, Steven, thanks for filling in. It was it was it was nice to uh, to have somebody fill in that was was super awesome. <laughs> so, and uh, thanks for showing me up. I appreciate it. And uh, dropping the bomb with the big fun fact. Because I've been dropping the bomb, not bringing a fun fact in the past few shows, so that was that was a good one. He brought yeah. a good one. It, it, it was, was amazing. It wasn't really even planned because he was just kind of. I know he just kind of stuff beforehand. He's like, yeah. What was the name of that bridge? Yeah, he was. Uh, he hit it from us pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He didn't tell me about it, and when he told me, I go, "What? Yeah, what? <laughs> Trust me, when I was listening back, I was like, uh, yeah, this dude just took my job." And y'all were pretty adamant about, oh, no. Dirk, dirk, dirk. He took your job. He took your job. How many times did you say that in that episode? Huh? You lost your job. How many times did you say that? <laughs> but I am right now. So, yeah, I'm not going to make it a habit of leaving. So. I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. You didn't watch the seventh episode, did you? No, I didn't. Mm, but, mm, mm. but but you know you know we can still talk about it. Ash, did you watch it? Like the latest one? Yeah, yeah. the one that just came out. It came out early. It did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I that. didn't see it either. So, but we can we can still talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, they they brought it out last night. Sweet Those bastards! Oh, it was awesome! It was awesome. One of the coolest things with Baby Yoda Is you'll ever the, see. It's the finale, isn't it? No, I think no. they have one more. Okay. Impressive. Most impressive. Sorry. No, it might it might be the finale. Hmm. It might have been. I think there's two more. I think I think they were gonna Christmas. do eight, and this was seven. Was it? Okay. Okay. So we can we can still talk about it. I'm 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 okay with that. It how, was. How about you guys? I don't know, man. How much are we gonna talk about? <laughs> I don't want to like be disappointed in. Well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. I already ruined it for you, so don't do that to me. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you. Ash. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Okay, well, then so we, then we won't talk about personal. it. Let's not do that because it's it's awesome. Uh, just let you know, baby Yoda comes through again. So too sweet, Always. too sweet. So, um, he's okay. been carrying the show, and I understand how that feels, man. Well, <laughs> I, I'm. Then we can hold off and talk about it. So that's cool with me. Hey, we're not going to talk about it. <sighs> that sounds good. Okay. Same with us. <laughs> so um, what I kind of wanted to talk about was, um, big, I know we talked about uh, how Bigfoot smells. Mm-hmm. And, and he stinks. He stank. But anyway. <laughs> but only on rare occasions, apparently. Yeah. Statistically. When he gets worked up. Yeah. He gets when feisty. he's when he's either wanting it or he's wanting to scare you away. He gets feisty. Yeah, <laughs> feisty. But uh, I kind of wanted to talk about what what Bigfoots eat, and 
I know I was talking to you guys off show about this, but I, I didn't realize how many. I have like a ton of of incidents where Bigfoot was eating something. You know, when you when you um, when we brought this topic up, we were at work, right? And you mentioned that to me, and I started thinking about all of the stories that you told me, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, like you said, they had something to do with food. Yeah. With something, he's he's either mm-hmm. digging in something yeah. or, um, uh, um, rummaging. Rummaging. Thank you. I couldn't think of another word. <laughs> I was trying to think of another adjective for digging. Rummaging through something. He was looking. He he was looking yeah. for food, and uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't realize when we were talking like yeah. throughout those shows until or stories until we were like, hey, let's do what Bigfoot eats, and then you were like. Yeah, because like, um, you know, cause if you think about it, you know, Bigfoot, he's, he's a big dude. Yeah. He's huge. There's a reason why he's called Bigfoot. And, you know, if something's that big and that massive, it's going to need a lot of calories. That's a lot. A lot of calories to eat to maintain itself and to move around, move around quickly and stuff like that. So I know from, from my perspective, I had always thought about that. I said, what's he eating? I mean, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's, I mean, they're, they're opportunistic eaters and they eat whatever. I know I've talked about in the past about salt licks and, mm-hmm. uh, I know the last, our last episode where I talked about Concho, they were eating out of a grease trap. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know what first got me down to Paris, Texas, um, the Campbell Soup Factory in, yeah. in uh, Lamar County. Mm-hmm. And what got me down there right away was the security guard that w- had saw a video of a Bigfoot rummaging through through the, the dumpsters, the dumpsters yeah. in the back of the Campbell Soup Factory. So they're opportunistic. So, man, I got, you know, I think half of my stuff that I know I've, I've interviewed people is just like food, food-wise. So, and, I mean, it, it makes sense because... When you say he's a, he's an opportuni- opportunistic eater, well, he's he's an omnivore, and he eats anything. Right. But what is what's what's in the in the woods? I mean, obviously, in some areas, there's not as as much big game like deer and right. and, and possibly goats or whatever or cows, um, hogs. So hogs. So they have to eat berries mm-hmm. and and fruits and whatever's around. But I'm thinking if I'm that big, mm-hmm. I'm going to need more than some fruits and berries. So if yeah, I'm strolling some, around. Yeah, I'm not, he's not eating roots all the time. Exactly. So if I'm strolling around and I'm that big and, oh, man, look, there's a big old thing with a bunch of food in a can. Yeah. I'm going to go digging it. You know, yeah. I'm going to get it's down. It's kind of common anyway with urban sprawling anything with, with most animals. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, coyotes in your trash can. Yeah. What 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 have you, have you heard about what Bigfoot's eat or what potentially they could eat i mean it's basically that it's like whatever you think a bear would or right mm-hmm. a wild hog which they basically eat anything, anything. they can find <laughs> you know and i mean it, it, it makes sense you you, you know it's funny because like whenever i first got to bigfoot stuff luke kind of luke kind of brought me to this he was telling me and I was, because I was always asking him, I said, how do you, how do you know when, when, this was like before the BFRO had a really good website. Yeah. And we were, I think we were leading on Bobby Shorts, Bobby Shorts website, uh, Bigfoot Encounters. And before I, before I got into that, he would tell me, he was always used to say, Bob, now you got to pay attention to, uh, you know, um, cattle, 
you know, and mm-hmm. you, you hear any stories about cattle being mutilated or killed, look there first. He used to mm-hmm. say it all the time. Yeah. And so his theory was, and I kind of ran with it, was that Bigfoots were opportunistic and they would kill cattle yeah. and they would like take the eyeballs mm-hmm. and, and the intestines. They would just punch a hole to the, the intestines, pull it out and eat it and go. That was really quick. For yeah. Them. I mean, I know they probably eat meat, but I don't, I don't know that for a fact. But I've heard lots of stories of they like eat the organs. Yeah, cows and. It, well, it kind of makes sense it's, if they're looking for a certain thing in their diet. Right. At mm-hmm. the time, like you know, um, like horses or whatever, they'll eat mm-hmm. wood if they're. I, ca- I can't remember what it is, or mm-hmm. you know, different animals. They'll eat dirt if they need minerals. You know. Well, yeah. If, if, if they, yeah. If you're lacking something in 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 your diet, you're gonna find whatever it is that that yeah. that. Substitutes for whatever you're lacking. So if they need iron or yeah protein, you know. I always thought it weird whenever I'd go with with Britt um, to like doctor's appointments whenever she was pregnant because they would always ask her if she's like craving, craving these dirt. Yeah, yeah dirt that happens, and, like on those straight addiction. Shows yeah, and stuff, I think yeah people that all want to eat clay and stuff, and a lot of times it's clay was one of them. Deficiencies, uh, yeah. Dirt, clay, Ash, cigarette ashes, cigarette ashes, yeah. uh, oil. Um, like motor oil, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like if you crave this stuff, they know that by whatever, like, like, say you, you start craving dirt. Well, they're like, oh, well, you're, and I'm not a doctor, but they'll say, oh, well, you're, you might be deficient in this. Right. So we're going to give you this to, to, to counteract it. Well, I mean, if this is kind of a, a humanoid uh, uh, thing or just an animal in general, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It, it could possibly just like like Ash was saying, horses go through it, cows right. go through it, all, all right. animals go through it. So, uh-huh. yeah, he probably goes through it at some time. And, and and I'm thinking too, whenever you're talking about just punching through the gut of something and pulling something out fast, well, this thing doesn't want to be seen, right? And and he's thinking, okay, he's he's probably smart enough to know that wherever cattle are, right. there people. are humans. Yeah. There's people that yeah. are around most of the time. So he's thinking, okay, I'm gonna wait till those people are gone or those other things that look like me but smaller yeah. are gone, and I'm gonna punch this sucker and run. I kind of think it's it's like a Bigfoot McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's like that's yeah. Aren't you glad yeah. McDonald's isn't that way? You just go through drive through, like stick your hand in a cow, just take whatever you need and go. That would be kind of awesome. That's extremely fast they go, food. They say, uh, what, what combo you need? Uh, I'll just help myself. A one-two one, punch combo? Yeah. <laughs> Three-piece in a soda? Oh. <laughs> so. if, he, if he's a Mexican uh, Bigfoot, he'll say, three pies, boom. Three pies. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking he wants to keep his, 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 uh, his identity uh, secret, so... He's not going to to present himself. He's not going to take the time. What's he, Clark Kent or something? Uh, yeah, he's Clark Kent, man. <laughs> he wears glasses. No, he's 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 Bark Flint because he's Bigfoot. Not not. Sorry. <laughs> so he's Bark Flint. Sorry. So anyway, <laughs> you're so dumb. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway. Back to uh, normal topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it says that it eats berries, fruits, and all that. Well, he doesn't have to be quick right. to eat those things. And it also says that he, he, he uh, preys on poultry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, p- 
poultry's small. Right. You know, if it's a turkey or a chicken, I mean, he could just go snatch it and go. Yeah. And there's not going to be any leftovers. There was there was a family that I was uh, doing some stuff in Lamar County. How I got in Lamar County was the Campbell Soup Factory. And eventually mm-hmm. I walked down the road and I knocked on doors and I handed out flyers and I handed out cards. And eventually I got to this family and they were right next to the lake, um, Pat May's Lake. And they had they had geese, chickens, cows. Um, I think they had goats too. Is this the property that you got to go on? Yeah. Okay. And so, she how I got to know her is that she put an incident an incident report on the website that there she kept missing chickens and she was also growing like corn and squash, and I think uh, cantaloupes. So they had that stuff missing too. I love I love <laughs> cantaloupes. What, what? I just thought it's like, I just see it. Billy Madison in my head. I'm telling you what did it. That damn Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I see is like somebody mad that <laughs> got into their, their garden. It's like that damn Sasquatch again got into my corn and ate one of my chickens. And um, they <laughs> they they had chickens that were they were being taken from their. From there, I guess frequently their, their farm, yeah, frequently, and so that's how I kind of got got to know them and got to know her, and um, so that was kind of odd. And I remember going on their property, and I did find some footprints, and I think eventually they did have a big pasture in the back, and they had hay. And one of the incidents was they, and I'm going off food topic, but um, the Bigfoot would sit, and they said the Bigfoot had sat in its thing of hay, and. The cows would eat all the hay except for that one bale of hay. It would probably just, stink. Yeah. Got that butt stink. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Bigfoot butt stink on it. So <laughs> butt stinks. Bigfoot butt stinks. But, um, but that's that's how I got into that county. You know, the Camel Soup Factory yeah. mm-hmm. with the rummaging of the, the dumpster. And then eventually I got to her with the chickens being mm-hmm. taken on property. And then I think she had like corn and cantaloupes being taken too. So What a pain in the ass. Well, again... Going back to not being seen is, yeah. I mean, corns, cantaloupe, stuff like that. That's he can run by, he can grab it, right, and uh, and get away. Because I, I, every time I go into an area, I, I mean, I said, I know I've said this before in other shows. When I do an incident report, I'd always say, "What's in the area? Mm-hmm. You know, what what type of farms are what, mm-hmm. what's farming here? There's a fish hatchery. Is there, you know, um, um, you know, a lake? Mm-hmm. There's game. If there's game. There's gonna be a bigfoot. Well, here's yeah. here's the thing. If um, and 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 I'm gonna pull on Carly's brain here a little bit for teaching me from from ag. Um, when she goes out and she does like uh, competitions for for ag and FFA, um, part of the competition is they give her a map of an area. Yeah, and it shows like the vegetation. It shows like the mm-hmm. water sources. It shows like the mm-hmm. the habitat and all that stuff. And it tells her we want to bring, uh, we want to we want to bring dove in here. We want to bring uh, deer in here. We want to bring. Will this will this area sustain right. the different types of uh, species that we want to put in here? Mm-hmm. And if so, why? And if not, why not? Right. And <clears throat> she's telling me that if they're talking about bringing deer. Bear, antelope, any kind right. of any kind of you know decent sized being, 
there has to be three things. Right. There has mm-hmm. to be cover, uh-huh. which is concealment. Right. There has to be water. Right. And there has to be plenty of food yep. for mm-hmm. whatever that is eating. Yeah. So uh-huh. when, when, when I started thinking about Bigfoot diet, my mind automatically went to, to Carly in this, in this area. So every time you say, you haven't been in East Texas, you haven't been in East Texas. How? You haven't been in East Texas. <laughs> Every time you say that. That sounds like a goblin. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, hey, we'll get to that later. So, um, but every time you say that, that's where I go to. Because right. in West Texas, yeah. there's no concealment. Right. There's not a lot of water. And there's not a lot for this Bigfoot to eat. So, um, I get why right. all the sightings are in wooded areas. Yeah. Well, there's the big we're, thicket. We're mm-hmm. on the, the, susp- the, the mm-hmm. subject of food. Well, there's obviously going to be more food for this dude to eat in in those areas and the main thing is concealment yeah. He, he, yeah. he he wants to stay hidden so, um, shout out to Carly thanks yeah Carly um, did they ask her about what's the defect in the milk yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. so, um, that's, that's a diff they don't ask her because she's not in that group <laughs> okay. but there is a group that does that that actually does it, and whenever they were, whenever they were saying, talking about describing this group yeah. to the kids, they were like, "It's just like Napoleon Dynamite." <laughs> <laughs> the defect it on is. this is bleach. Yeah, that's what they said. It's just that's, like it. I mean, that's real. I mean, I, I never did that, but I had friends that did it. You know. Yeah, this would be a perfect cow, <laughs> except except for that extra <laughs> nipple right there. <laughs> the defect on this is bleach. <laughs> It tastes like the, the, the cow got into an onion patch. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's funny you say that because that's exactly yeah. how they describe that. Because there's I mean, different, there's different yeah. groups yeah. In, in FFA. Um, right. She's in the wildlife uh, group, which is uh, they're the ones that they, they do all the they, – they learn, how, you know, what species and right. plants and animals and all that stuff. And then they, cool. they learn how to – which was really cool. She taught me how you age a deer. Um, by their jaw mm-hmm. and I was like that's really cool there's like when you when you pull it back like in, in the back molars they yeah. have like like little cloves mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. their 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 uh, teeth and however many cloves you could tell well it's between this age and this age right 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 right. and I was yeah. like man that's so cool so but then they then then also one of the one of the things is is hey what can we what can we grow in this in this area yeah yeah because that's what I always, what I always say whenever I like do Bigfoot stuff. Because you know, yeah, one is they got to have water, and you know what's in the area. You know what what can sustain them. Yeah, you know what I mean, because like I, Luke always brought this on to me, and me and that dude is like he knows so much about stuff, and his point of view is like always, always great. Like he'd always tell me, you know, you know, Bob locusts, you know, a lot of locusts come through here, you know, and mm-hmm. that's a lot, that's a lot of protein and. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot can just like snag a bunch of you know locusts yeah. and just eat it. And so I mean, it's because locusts. I mean, it's a lot of protein and a little snack. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah. And so just certain certain times of years too. I, I know I've seen I think on trees and they can tell when they've had a, you know what years they've come because yeah. their growth line or rings are different because there's so much added nutrients into the soil and then like migration migration patterns are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes around those sort of things because you know it's it's a huge huge feast to bring and, out things like that you know. And you talk about migration, and to me it doesn't seem like like Bigfoot migrates much. Mm-hmm. They stay in their areas. 
you know, and then obviously we're going back to the diet thing in different areas. There's obviously different things to eat. Um, like up north. I mean, it snows. That's why bears hibernate. Mm-hmm. Bears go into hibernation. They feel they eat, 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 eat. Mm-hmm. Then they go into hibernation until spring comes. I wonder if Bigfoot does the same thing. Yeah, probably. I, 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 I would. I would think so. Yeah, because I mean, like in Alaska and yeah. Washington and stuff. Those places during during the spring and summer months, it's it's basically a rainforest. Mm-hmm. But it's huge, huge snow period, but it's really fast. It, it, that's what I was going to say. It, it comes and it goes. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. But in that time period, you have to think that Pluto is, that, that the food is plentiful. Very much so. Very much. So they're, and then they go yeah. and, and, and hibernate. I remember a particular story that I remember doing a study report. This was in Sulphur Springs, Hopkins County. And um, I can't remember the name of the highway. But it was. I'm looking at it right now, but I can't remember off the top of my head. There was a sighting report of a Bigfoot crossing a like a two-lane farm road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we went out. I think the, they gave us the address, and we went out there, and we looked at it. And it was in the middle of nowhere. And it was like it was like woods that was like maybe, I don't know, 200 yards away from the freeway. And I said, why would it? Why would it? And I looked around. for. We looked for, you know, electrical right-of-ways, gas right-of-ways. And I couldn't figure it out. And I said, man, why would he come way through here? And I, we couldn't find any footprints because, like, the ground was really, really hard. It was gravel and all that stuff. And we walked around on this on this highway for a while. And I, I do recall walking up. And, like, as we walking down, I looked up. And long enough, there was, there was, a, there was a, a pear tree there. Mm. Mm. And I go, hmm. That, he likes pears. Yeah. So it was like maybe like maybe like even eat a pear. It was like from the top from the bottom. It tastes like sand. It was like thirty yards off the freeway, and it was just like in this big empty how, lot. How far was the 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 foliage? How far was the woods? From maybe there? about I don't like I was telling you like two hundred yards away. So the it was like a long stair. The tree was thirty. So you're talking about yeah. from 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 the tree to the woods is another hundred and seventy yards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So it was like there was a couple there was a couple you know bushes and trees around it but not a whole lot but not that that not enough that you think that he would yeah he would go out there because it, it looked like there was other pear trees there but they weren't doing as well as that one mm-hmm. and so I I walked around for a while and I I, I remember looking I said man that's that's the only reason why I would I would cross here mm-hmm. if I was a bigfoot I'd come around this pear tree. I so wonder, I wonder it was kind of odd. I wonder if he peed on it to mark his pear tree. <laughs> I don't remember smelling it. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, you're saying all the other ones weren't doing so well. Yeah. I mean, if Bigfoot pees on a tree and other yeah. animals come, they're going to leave it alone. So, Listen, bitch. This is my pear. <laughs> this is my pear tree. <laughs> so, I do the same thing. So, but, I mean, thinking, thinking of him wanting to be concealed and wanting to be, be hidden... Yeah. The home dude had to be pretty hungry if he's coming out in broad daylight to a pear tree. Yeah, I was thinking that maybe, you know, he's just thinking it was a good memory for him. I don't know. But he's either hungry yeah. or he likes pears. Or or female Bigfoot just broke up with him. Yeah. And pears make him happy. Or, yeah. You know, maybe he's so. just a big motherfucker that ain't giving <laughs> shit. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. He just kinda like, you know, you see that that like the biggest bull is just kinda usually the most chill. Yeah. Because yeah. he don't got shit to worry about. Yeah. So he just kind of struck whatever. 
Do you see me? You see me. Do you guys know? Do you guys know the franchise Taco Mayo? Taco Mayo. Yeah, it's like it's mostly up in Oklahoma. No, never heard of it. There was, there was this story I remember. This was like right when I joined the TBRC. There was this guy I can't think of his name, and he's not important anyway because I wasn't going to push him anyway. But he had this story. Pass. Yeah, he had this story about a Bigfoot going through a Taco Mayo dumpster. Like I can't remember. I think it was in it was in the south part of Oklahoma, probably um, maybe near the Arbuckle Mountains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I forgot what's the name. Of town. What's the closest town? I think I can't think of it. Anyway, so but um, he was saying that that it was a, a Bigfoot that went through a Taco Mayo dumpster, and that he was he saw it. I don't, and I don't know how credible he was. Mm-hmm. I said okay, and then that he. <laughs> did he um, it picked up a Taco Mayo cup. He says they picked up a Taco Mayo cup and, like, you know, drank out of it or something. Then threw it back in the dumpster and it took off. That's great. It, it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's so he ran to the dumpster after the Bigfoot left and put it in a big Ziploc. He says, I, I, I got his fingerprints. I got his fingerprints. And, and what are you going to do I with got his it fingerprints. commits a crime? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's no record of Bigfoot fingerprints anywhere. Yeah, I know. And like we were asking to see it, and he wouldn't show it to um, us. Yeah, because he doesn't yeah. have it. Because I think potentially he wanted to join the TBRC, and he was just like too kooky. Was that his Was that his way in? His yeah. a Taco Mayo yeah. cup? <laughs> I mean, hey, it's not Let me in, and I'll give you... But as most... I mean, I assume that they can taste sweet. Yeah. But, you know, they, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know. Yeah. That's I, whack. I, I don't disprove, you know, I don't, you know, it's possible, but. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember his name. And he was, yeah. he was a kooky guy. And I remember he was friends with another member. And I don't know. He was trying to get him. As trying well. to hustle up some cool points. Yeah. Taco Mayo. <laughs> Taco, I've never heard of Taco. It's Mayo. it's mostly in Oklahoma, so never never heard of. I it. remember when I was in Tulsa, I remember seeing Taco Mayo. Well, I tell you, I was I was hanging on to that story all the way up until oh, he picked up a Taco Mayo cup <laughs> and he drank it and he drank it and he threw it back in there. I I, I'm, I can't. I want to say he said he drank it. <laughs> Why would a Bigfoot pick up a Taco Mayo cup? <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, maybe he just wanted some fucking Mountain Dew. Yeah, man. maybe he's like, man, that smells good. Maybe he wants some red drink. Red drink. Red <laughs> 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 that red dye number 40, it gets you hyped up. Man, man. It'll, it'll, it'll get your juices flowing. Caitlin, Wait, will, man. Caitlin, that was you for know, you. My friend's youngest daughter, she gets all hyped up on that red dye, and her dad was like, can I just buy that? Because I need... Whatever she, <laughs> <laughs> I just need the red dye forty one. She was, she was just like, Whoop. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, I know I've had that, and then um, when I was talking about uh, Concho last week, I was um, some of the, I had heard stories from somebody that had heard it from another story that you know the Bigfoots were in Concho on mm-hmm. the reservation they were stealing like watermelons and stuff like that I know I talked about the grease pit stuff like that so that's another thing about watermelons and, and stuff and I know that uh, man and I'm, I'm so upset with myself that I left <clears throat> uh, Benner Nagel's book at home with my notes in it but yeah. I know in there that he mentions um, and I know we talked about it briefly on not the last show but show before the last show that I was on we talked about 
how I was surprised that he talked about Bigfoot uh, being by coastal areas, yeah. being on the beaches. Right. And I know he talked about them eating like clams. Clams, and, yeah. And uh, um, I think he said like even the crabs or, yeah. or or something that was on the like they would dig up the stuff in the beach mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. on the on the shoreline right. and they would they would eat that. And so that that was intriguing to me because like I said before, yeah. I had n- I'd never thought Bigfoot on the beach. Yeah. I've always thought of them in the woods because that is well, you know, you know, Vancouver Island is pretty woody, but yeah. it's got beaches. But it's too. got beaches, too, and so. I just didn't think of that. I, yeah. I, I never, never put beaches and Bigfoot together. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You look at uh, early human civilizations; most of them are in coastal areas, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're on the water, and you know, because that's important. You know, it's. Well, and a food they, source is some way to travel. You that's know, what I was going to say. I don't and, necessarily and, know if they're building boats yet, but, you know, anything's possible. Yeah. You know, we already got, uh, like, uh, chimpanzees and bonobo apes using tools. So what's <laughs> what's the next step here on, you know, I think they think they believe that our, our great apes are entering their Stone Age now. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. So who knows what might be coming in the yeah. following years. I mean, just on that level, on the on the known animals that we, you know. Yeah, I think um, John Benner, like you were saying, John Benneranko's book, it talks about a lot of that stuff like that. I remember reading it myself, and he's talking about him, the Bigfoots, uh, like, taking, like, someone saw them walking with ducks, like a bunch of ducks, mm-hmm. just had their ducks, mm-hmm. like three or four ducks, and just walking through a water area, and like, you know, knee high or something like that. Yeah, so. like uh, th- Bigfoot's in the water. Yeah, and he's got the ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's kind of odd because don't they? Isn't it kind of theoretical that they don't want to get their feet dirty? Yeah, they don't want to get. I mean, like, walk in mud and stuff like that. I, I that's what I hear in Texas, know, but they you can know. adapt. I mean, I know that's a different, different, probably a different a, breed. Yeah, different, different breed. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what I was gonna say. I I, I think there's, I mean, there's myriad. Bigfoot out there, yeah. um, just depending on their environment. depending on their environment. I mean, they they evolve to whatever their their environment is. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you're on the coast, you're going to eat you're going to eat shellfish. You're going to eat clams. You're going to eat crab. Well, I mean, if you're in the woods, you're not going to eat that because it's not there. Right. But I wanted to ask you um, several times. You mentioned in stories about tree limbs. You know. Really thick tree limbs being twisted. Yeah. Now, and I, I've never really hear you, heard you, or I don't think I've ever asked you why they do this. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you now, since we're talking about them eating, right? Do you think it's a possibly a has to do with their diet? Has to do with them eating? Has to do with their food? No, I, I don't, because like I know. The first time I went out with Luke, which was in Sulphur Springs, um, and I was telling you we were on this lady's property, mm-hmm. and it was right in the middle of a gas uh, electrical right away, and no gas right away, and he was telling me, "Hey, Bigfoot's gonna come around like three in the morning, mm-hmm. and then it's gonna come back around five, and and I go, "How do you know?" He says, "You'll know." And so when we were there, um, I know I didn't go into detail about this story, but when we were there, we were sitting there quiet, and the dog, you know, this lady had dogs, mm-hmm. she had like. Five or six dogs, and so when it the time came around for the Bigfoot to come to come around, those dogs, dogs just took off under yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. And so later, like maybe two minutes later, I could hear a big like pow. And I thought it was a shotgun, and I go, "What is that?" And Luke, you know, Luke come 
motions to me like, shh, be quiet. And then, pow, I heard it again. And then, pow, again. And I go, what is that? He says he's walking down the tree line, twisting trees. He's letting us know he's, he's the alpha male. So he probably sensed us. So that's the show of dominance. Yeah, that he probably sensed us and just walked. And so the next morning came around. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me finish the story. So he does that, leaves, the dogs come back out. So everything's okay. You can hear, you can hear crickets and frogs and stuff again. Like, because whenever he came around, it's, the, yeah, the, the crickets yeah. and, the, and the frogs, they see. Everybody knows he's here. Yeah. So when he came, whenever he left, they came back. The dogs came out, crickets, frogs. So when he came back again, like at five in the morning, he yelled really loud. And that, the, the, that yell was so loud, it vibrated my chest. So it's not like it went on forever. Mm-hmm. And so the next morning, and then, you know, then he left. The next morning we get up. We go walking down, you know, through the woods, try to find this tree line. It was, it was a, it was a tree line full of bodart trees, and bodart trees mm-hmm. are the hardest mm-hmm. pieces of wood yeah. around. And, and so, I got giant thorns. Yeah, <laughs> and so this thing was like eight feet up, and it was like a cascade. It was like he was walking down this one area, and you could see like, like, like the twist, and all these, and all these like high ass branches, and so. That to me, I don't think it has anything to do with food. I just think it's just dominance. He's, he's think, just, you know, maybe it's a territorial thing too. Yeah, yeah. Know, um, it's definitely a territorial thing. Yeah, so to kind of be like, this is where I am. Because this I, is how big I am. Yeah, you know, it's like I mean, like in several animals they do tree marking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like deer and whatever. I was gonna say deer, big yeah. at it, and yeah. I mean they use it too to 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 help their, their uh, antlers grow and to mm-hmm. sharpen their antlers and do all that stuff. But it, there's a lot of them that they mark their territory. Yeah, They're like, hey. Leaving your scent. Leaving your scent. So I just, you know, I've, yeah. I've never yeah. I've never asked you why they twist the branches. I just always heard you say they twist branches. Yeah, because I think, I think he smelled us and he was trying to show how dominant it was. And so when he came back, he, he probably smelled us again and we were still there. So he yelled at us and then mm-hmm. left. So. And I want to I wanna go back to... Big hairy monster, and you saying that it's not big hairy monster, right? Um, and saying that you know that he is he's more docile than people give him credit for, and I think that's just a this is just a testament to that mm-hmm. because again, if he's that big, he can come out and 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 and, and I mean, obviously take you out, no problem. Yeah, but he's just saying, hey, I'm here, I'm I'm here. As long as you stay there and don't do anything, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. But just know that that if you start something, look what I can do. Yeah. So look what I can do. That was, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> Stop it! I don't want to say. I didn't, I didn't see him that night, but I heard him, smelled him, and yeah, that what I and want, that's that's what he wanted. Yeah. When mm-hmm. when I walked in the morning, and I saw that. You know, I looked at it with my own eyes. I said, "Damn." That scared the hell out of me, but you know I was with Luke, so then I was okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's I was safe. To me, that just that's big testament to yeah. your your theory of this is, and again, are there some out there that are big hairy monsters? Probably, yeah, yeah. probably because yep. that's in any there's there's big hairy bad people. Yeah, you know there's big hairy bad bears. Any any species, there's going to be bad. Yeah, but I think it just it's just a testament to if he's really out there. That just shows me that he's not really out there just to kill people. Yeah, or to kill anything. He's, he's just, just trying to exist, coexist, and yeah, eat and go, and just saying, hey, 
as long as you're there, we're cool. Right. But look what I can do. <laughs> this could be your head. Yeah. But I, 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 I like the fact that it's, it's cool to me that when home dude comes around, everything just goes quiet. Yeah, that always that always freaks that, me out. That's so. eerie. I mean, I get chills thinking about it. Just being, you know, because when you're in nature, man, there's a lot of sounds. Even at night, yeah, there's a lot of sounds going on, especially and especially yeah, in the summer. This, I mean, everything's you know the 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 woods come alive at night. Yep. And then here comes here comes Big Daddy. Yeah, Big Daddy came. Nothing. Yeah. Silent. It's kind of yeah. And I think too that that might be like, hey, I'm his food, and I'm not getting eaten tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 shutting up so he can't find me. So I I know Luke told me a story, and I, I you know when he gets here, we can ask him about it. But I remember him telling me a story, and I talked to you guys off camera about it. But he was he had drove into an area. I think this was in Oklahoma, and I want to say it was in the Arbuckles again. Mm-hmm. And he drove. I think uh, a, another colleague of his um, drove a truck into this area. That they thought Bigfoots were at, mm-hmm. so they sat in the back. They they lowered the the bed out and they sat on the back of the bed and they were just like had a parabolic dish and they were like listening. But before that, they had walked around and scouted the area. I love it when you say that. What parabolic disc? Parabolic dish. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. So they went around and I think they came across uh, came across a thicket of Mexican plums or a bushel mm-hmm. of Mexican plums and they they picked off of it. Because Luke used to always do that. He mm-hmm. would walk around with me. He would pull stuff. He goes, here, Bob. You know, he'd pour water on it, clean it off. Here, Bob, eat this. And I would eat it. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why do all our voices have smoker voice? <laughs> I did, you know, it was funny because she were like, why does Chris have an old lady smoker voice? <laughs> it's like, he doesn't sound like that. <laughs> but that's- I, laughed, I laughed so hard whenever you said that. It was so funny. Because I'm like... I don't sound like that, but every time y'all go to talk about it, he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. "Hey guys, oh my god, the salt smoking lady from Jersey." Uh, here's your fun fact. <laughs> here's your phone fact, darling. Oh, oh lord! All right, so back to the Mexican plums. But, but that's but that was funny. That was so funny. But to me, that's the way Luke sounded like. Here, Bob, you know, try this. <laughs> I think you need to get your hearing checked. <laughs> like, like, see a therapist. Everyone sounds like a smoker lady from New Jersey. So, so he, him, him and his other colleague, they, they took the plums off the street. And this was during the day. So then they walk, they walk back over to the vehicle and then they sit there the rest of the night. The evening, the sun drops. And they're listening to the parabolic dish, and supposedly this Bigfoot walk comes through the area, and they can hear it like rustling through the bushes. And as it gets over to the area where the Mexican plums are at, there's no longer Mexican plums there, and so this this Bigfoot screams really loud. It's like pissed off because they like roars at him. Motherfucker! I've been waiting all day for these fucking plums, and I get home and someone ate them. Who was it? I'm a local. This is my shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, remember, I peed on those plums. So, so I do remember him telling me the story, and I, you know, it was equated to food. So I just, you know, wanted to talk so, about that one. So they, they ate Bigfoot's plums. Yeah. Were they still there? Um, after, I mean, obviously they were there when he howled, but 
did they did they go back after he yelled at them and 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 try to seek him out or did they go I, I don't even know I, I would love to know what happened in that moment because they just they they obviously pissed him off yeah they they were the cause of this this thing being pissed off man I don't I don't recall what after what if they went after him or not but I do remember him telling me that as the night progressed, you know, because Luke, Luke was a smoker and mm-hmm. he smoked, and every that's why he talks like that. Hey, you guys, talk like that. But he he was a smoker, and I don't know if he smokes now though. Hopefully, he doesn't, because I want him to live a long, a long time. But anyway, thanks, Tyler. <laughs> Mom, <So>. listen. <laughs> he takes both hands. I don't want you to die. <laughs> Hey, whatever works. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever works. It finally did. But. <laughs> but I I do recall him telling me that um, when they were sitting in the back of the truck, he was smoking every time. Every time he would inhale, and the and the and the end of the cigarette mm-hmm. would light up, he would hear like, you know, them growling at him. And so every time he did it, he said, every time I I inhaled, they growled at us. That's, so that's enough to make me stop smoking. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be yeah. done. Yeah. I'm out the door. No Second love. No love. smoke is a killer too. Because <laughs> Bigfoot says so. Yeah. So yeah. we're like. Um, that's, the new, that's the new spokesperson. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Smokey the Bear. It's not Smokey the Bigfoot. Uh, so we're 41 seconds in. 41, oh, 41 seconds, seconds in. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're saying. You know what I just realized? Hmm. We did. We did not open up the segment. We yeah, didn't. we didn't, did we? No. Motherfucker. We just, just rolled into it. We just rolled right in. We can do an outro. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Boom. Me. I truly believe that Sasquatch could be Jack Black's daddy. Oh, he is from California. <laughs> he, he could be a descendant of the Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah he can because that's that's the coast. Yeah, yep. you know. I know that's what I'm saying. Salish, Salish, Sasquatch. His papa. He's a little baby Sas. Papa, don't go on the strawberry river. I'll say anything. Papa, don't go. Sassy Squatch. What movie is that from? Papa don't go. Papa don't go. I'll say anything. Is that um pennies in heaven? I'll say anything. Don't go. Oh, Papa. that's from um uh, a Big Daddy. No, it's not. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, from the Patriot oh. with oh. Mel Gibson. Oh. Yeah, I only watch like emotionally crippling movies sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's I, a pretty emotionally I think crippling I movie. It a few times. There's a lot of people that die in that I'm, movie. But that, I, I'm, I'm going to need more than that budget, scene. But yeah, what? I don't, that's like one of the most iconic. She hadn't I, talked in like girl. Yeah. months. Yeah, yeah. no, That's I block. I trauma blocked it from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I trauma blocked it from my memory. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. So, so yeah, I was trying to think. You know, because I know, I know, I had some other stuff about food and Bigfoot, and I think there was another one I did. I want to say it was like. East of Marshall, and it was on this lady's. Okay. Pro- it was on this lady's property, and um, she had a peach tree. Is this is this the one? 
that was on the menstrual cycle? No. no. Was that, that a different one? No. That was that Hallsville one. Was that, was that, no, the, the, that also no, the menstrual cycle one was um, in Paris, too. Okay. It was in Paris. Two different yeah. Okay. 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 Now I remember what you're They're running about, the because I thought she had, I thought she had a peach tree too. I don't remember. Uh, I don't maybe. Remember. Anyway, but the listeners, just, the listeners probably going, Mister Largo, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to connect the stories. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You no, told me a ton of no, them. No, this man. this one was the one of the her son was a cowboy guy, and I could never tell what he was saying. Remember that? Oh uh, yeah. He, he was the one yeah. that was, he would come talk he like he would come talk cuz yeah. she, she was pretty she was like in I think her late 70s. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't really get out of the house mm-hmm. and show us stuff so he showed up. Yeah. Okay. And he's, he's a tall dude. He's a real nice real nice guy. But he would talk you to us. He would, he would go, I mean? "Hey, nice to meet you over there. I'm I'm a raccoon." <laughs> He would do that. I go. What the? Do, do was he Cajun? I don't know. I mean, he was a nice dude, and like I remember, we spent the night there, and he had a radio. I said, "Why did you give him a radio?" Because <laughs> 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 he goes, "How show strong, show me the left side in the crowded strong side." So he was just. He, I go. Oh my god! I can't tell. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> throw in some remember the Titans. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would get it. <laughs> Strong side. <laughs> but, um. Hey, that coach just died, though. By yeah. The way. Oh, yeah. T Boone Pickens yeah. coach. Yeah. Radio? Not T Boone Pickens. Radio that's not his name. Too. Yeah, radio, radio died, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they both died. It's been a long time since the 60s. Yeah. So Shout out to Radio. Yeah. yeah. But, uh. I can't remember his. Uh, I can't remember the coach's name, though. But, yeah, this. T Boone Pickens was a high school, though. This was the guy I was telling you about. Or maybe I, that was Radio's high school. I, yeah. I, was, I was telling you anyway. a story. I was telling you a story at work the other day. You remember that? Yeah, this is when you said raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that guy. <laughs> but oh my god. But that's that's what was stuck to me was like she had a she had a peach tree, and the Bigfoots were taking the peach tree. I mean, taking peaches off off the tree. Mm-hmm. It was right next to her house, and so um, they were right on the electrical right away. She had a she had she had acres of land. So we we got on this uh, electrical right away. We spend the night there. We I think we had two teams. One was by her house, and the other one was on the electrical right away. We never saw a Bigfoot because I think it rained that night. So, but that guy is man. He was a, he was a cool dude. I just just un- I didn't understand what he was saying. He was a boomhauer. Yeah, that's tough. Big time. You know, he so. probably had a lot of good stuff to say to you. Oh yeah, I probably did, but I probably told you the whole story. Yeah, that and I was like, I was sitting there with a pad. <laughs> I was sitting there with a pad and pen. And I was hearing, go, huh, uh huh, and the last word, raccoon. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Left okay. side. What else? <laughs> I can figure it out. But, you know, I yeah. have a lot of relatives from South Louisiana. It takes, about, right? it takes about a day. You get into the. The rhythm and you said, I, okay. When when I was stationed in, in Louisiana I had a I had a buddy of mine who was from Slidell, Louisiana. And Slidell. Man, they were some backwood folk, I can tell you that. <laughs> and he was my interpreter when I went to talk to his family because I couldn't understand a word they were saying. And he 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 would have to interpret. I mean there were some things that I could pick out, mm-hmm. but there was no way that I was gonna come out with a whole conversation and know what they were saying. So Yeah. He would he would translate for me. That's, I think that's a little on purpose too. Sometimes. Oh yeah, you know? that's yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they know how hard they're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, oh, and man, I tell you what, the more alcohol you put in them, oh, holy yeah. cow! Oh, yeah. yeah. 
That's not like a Bigfoot. Exactly. exactly. That's my point. So, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't ever a Bigfoot. It was just a... Yeah. It was yeah. just a drunk Cajuns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bon <laughs> pom roulet. Get it go, get it go, get it, 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 get Tyler's toddler taker taking auction. Awesome. We got Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. Oh no! Tyler's toddler Cajun auction. Oh man, we gotta put that on a t-shirt. I know, big time. Oh my goodness! Not the big time. No, he would get embarrassed. He would get embarrassed now. Because he's thirteen, he's too cool. for school. Yeah, he's too cool for school. Yeah. Well, when he gets when he gets twenty one, we're gonna do it. Yeah. Or eighteen. Or eighteen. Yeah, not twenty one. Eighteen. Oh, that is awesome. That's so funny. So, so yeah, all this we just we just I mean we solved the mystery right there. It's not Bigfoot at all. It's drunk Cajuns. It's drunk Cajuns, man. Cajuns here. I believe it. I've heard some stories from my grandma. Where's you my persimmons? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that pretty pear tree. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know we're going to hell. Uh, oh well. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! So uh, we're we're forty nine seconds in. Forty nine seconds in. We're going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we should. Yeah. I don't know if I want to actually. I wouldn't mind going to Somerset though because they got that cool museum. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of creepy. Well, it's, it's you know, creepy. you know our 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 next topic has hell in it. Yeah. So you guys ready? Sure. You guys ready to go over? Show, show. Okay. Hey, you got to lead out. Yeah. You got to lead out because we didn't lead in. Okay. Yeah. I got to do that. Ready? Ready. So we're leaving Bigfoot now. You got to say it right. (laughs) We're leaving what? Bigfoot. What was that? I don't know. I was trying to copy you. <laughs> no, if it, if it was Cajun, it would be La Rougarou. La Rougarou. La Rougarou. Yeah. La Rougarou. I changed it up a little bit. The paranormal. That's pretty cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> So we what it, we left off on Heller, right? Um, Hellier. 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 You always say Heller. Heller. Through that Hellier. whole show when I was listening to yeah. it, I was screaming I was, at you. I was thinking about Jerry Heller. It's Hellier. From NWA. Not, not, not Hell. Not Hellius, yeah. but just the Hellier. Hellier. There you go. Hellier. I love it. I love it. Hellier and Hellius. That's yeah. the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what so, season three is. Yeah, you got points on that one. I was... I was I was screaming at you, man. Were you really? Yeah. Well, you went on the show. I know. Because you kind of like like lost Robert. your job. I did. <laughs> Stop Here. saying Heller. So, it's Hellier. Hellier. So we left on. I think it was. Uh, did we did we talk about season? I mean, episode two. I don't no. Know. No. You just you guys you, are slackers. Man. You just went to to episode one. Right. That's all you covered. Because I don't I don't have any notes on two. I got notes on. <laughs> 
three, four, and five. Okay, before we do any of this, all right, I wasn't here. Yeah. I didn't have anything to do with that show. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This is kind of like your fun fact. Mm-hmm. This is this is kind of like a fun fact, I guess you could say. Um, though it didn't happen, it happened to me on this day. But um, the whole thing was about synchronicity. Right. The whole concept. And, and really, this whole thing in Hellier, the, the whole kind of... The, the thing, the whole thing is based on synchronicity because that's what pulled them to this in the first place. Right. And that's what's kind of kept them going down this rabbit hole. Um, we, it, it all started for us whenever we got an email from your friend Tim. Yeah. Uh, Cassius Tim Clay. Yeah. Cassius Tim Clay. Yeah. We got an email. Well, he sent us two things in that email. Mm-hmm. One was the Bigfoot call. Right. Which we had already done. The Ontario... Ontario... Uh, uh, mystery mystery yeah, Howl. Bigfoot, which is some of the best audio I've heard. And I have, obviously, right. I haven't heard near much of you, but it was right. that was awesome audio. Then he sent us this thing on Hellier, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Then while we're in the middle of that show, and mind you, we're not live, obviously. While we're in the middle of that show, after he sent us this on Hellier, mm-hmm. your... Moderator. Moderator for uh, Penn, Texas. Tanya Moret. Tanya Moret sends you the same link yeah. to Hellier right. and says, hey, you should look at this. Yeah. All right. Hellier, Kentucky. Right. You had mentioned to me that we were going to be talking some a little bit about Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. which is in Utah. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I start looking up things about Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. I pull up a story that I thought was on Skinwalker Ranch mm-hmm. by Thinker Thunker. Thinker Thunker? Thinker Thunker. Right. Say that three times. Thinker Thunker, <laughs> Thinker Thunker, Thinker Thunker. So, <laughs> so I got to thinking, what is, man, what is Thinker Thunker? I've ne- I've, I know I've heard Thinker Thunker somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim, yeah. your buddy that sent us the thing. What he sent us was from Thinker Thunker. That he was reviewing it? Yes. He was analyzing the, mm-hmm. the art. Because the video that we, I mean, the, the YouTube that we used didn't have Thinker Didn't have Thinker Thunker. It was just like the, the person. It was that, the person. Right. Okay. But the one that he was reviewing, Thinker Thunker was the one that was reviewing this audio. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this story is from Thinker Thunker. All right. And mind you, I was thinking that I was going to... He's talking about Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Right. So I'm starting to read this, and this happened right here at this table mm-hmm. tonight before right. we were on mic. Yeah. I'm reading through this story, and I'm like, hey, we're going to talk about Scott, I mean, uh, Skinwalker Ranch. And lo and behold, it's a story about three kids going missing. Where? Kentucky. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. On a Thinker Thunker website. Mm-hmm. Who's connected to Tim, who's connected to Tanya, who's connected to this whole yeah. synchronicity thing. <laughs> oh, that just keeps going deeper. It, it, gets, it, it, it keeps going deeper because it talks about this little boy. One, what did they say? They say there's crying in the woods. Yeah. Well, this story says that these, these people were walking through the woods and they heard a baby crying in the woods. And didn't, didn't on Hellier they talk about... That that a, a baby was in the cave crying. Right, and uh, and later on, I can't remember whose book it was, 
that they said mentions that that's a common hallucination, auditory hallucination that people hear. Our baby crying. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Uh, Kiel? Kiel's book. Yeah, it was Kiel. I could Yeah, I couldn't remember <laughs> it if was it was Kiel. him or not. It was his book. That so yeah, chills common, going everywhere. Common hallucination is a baby it's crying, a baby crying, and a car, a, door, door, a car door slamming, a car door slamming, which kind of goes with the whole Shit. doppelganger stuff that we were talking mm-hmm. about. The, the, that where you hear, you think someone's home or whatever, right. and then they're not. Mimics doppelgangers. It all ties in. Changelings, shapeshifters. It's probably all the same thing, just a different name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so spooky shit. <laughs> what it what it what this talks about is. It talks about two incidences, um, uh, a little boy and a little girl. It's, it mentions three, but it doesn't go into the third one. It just goes into the, the little boy and little girl. But it says this little boy, uh, he survived three nights of sub-zero temperatures, freezing rain, and heavy winds. Search crews and volunteers uh, combed the area until weather forced him to stop. Then a woman walking, a woman walking her dog hears a baby's voice in the woods alongside her walk path. Alerts to police, they find the toddler in a briar patch that was only accessible by wading uh, through wading by wading through the water. Uh, and it, it has a pretty sarcastic little thing here that's pretty funny. It says, "Lost toddlers typically don't go swimming by themselves in freezing cold water, then hang out in the briar patches. And if they did, you wouldn't think they would survive." Right. What's really weird is the lo- little boy credited a bear. For rescuing him and keeping him safe, warm, and fed, and instantly the public and the press fell in love and never once questioned the idea of an angelic bear who, instead of acting like a bear, saved this poor boy's uh, life. I was wondering that maybe it was a misidentification. It was maybe a Bigfoot. Absolutely. Yeah. This, is a, this is a kid. He yeah. wouldn't know what, a, what that was. Yeah. Was when you're a kid, I can remember being a kid and... My mom showing me a picture of a bear and saying, hey, bear, bear, bear. I did it with my kids. Mm -hmm. So if this toddler is in the woods and this big hairy thing comes up to him, what's the closest in relation to that? A bear. A bear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because a a bear can't pick up and nurture somebody, right? Right. Have you ever heard? I mean, Mowgli. Yeah. In the Jungle Book. But that's that's a made up story. Yeah. You know, but there, I mean, there are, are I mean, cases of feral children a lot, but yeah, you know, we don't really know their stories because they lack language. A yeah. lot of times they're very developmentally delayed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I remember seeing videos of this girl, it wasn't in the in the wild, but they just basically left her in a room <clears> with <throat> dogs her whole life, and you know, that's she survived somehow because we adapt. Yeah, but I mean, there's cases all through history of of feral children like that, but we, I mean, obviously we di- we don't really know, right? Other than this is how they're behaving, we're gonna associate with their behavior with what it seems like the animals they're acting like, but who knows what might be out there keeping these kids alive? You know, um, I think there was a, a case of uh, he wasn't a baby, but you know, a younger child that got separated in the woods and was with a bunch of you know a a clan of monkeys and they took care of him Mm -hmm. you know i i think animals are able to especially intelligent ones to discern children yeah from adults Mm -hmm. this is innocent this is something that need that needs help you know nurture Mm -hmm. and yeah and it goes back to the 
they're not out there to harm unless they're being harmed themselves. I would probably like to go and maybe research that story a little I bit. I would more. too. Yeah. Now that I know and 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 I mean this is this is a, a little kid that's been through man, sub freezing temperatures, water, all this and and here is this what he claims to be a bear, which obviously we said the closest thing that he has in his mind to what this big hairy thing is is a bear and it kept him safe. Mm. It, 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 it made, and the, the, here's the thing too. It didn't keep him. It put right. him in an area to where it could be found. Yeah. It could have easily kept him. No, but it let him go and it let him be found. Right. I'm not, I'm not a wildlife biologist, but I'm pretty sure a bear wouldn't do that. I don't right. think so. <laughs> I'm thinking a bear would think food. Yeah. Or it would just or it run would away just leave it alone. Know. Yeah, it wouldn't try to interact with it. Yep. Um, Classic case of misidentification. So either either there's a Bigfoot, a nice bear, or there's somebody in the woods that's dressed up like a big hairy thing. Yeah, that looks like a bear, and it took care of this kid. Mm. Or it's a skinwalker. Or yeah. it's a skinwalker. Yeah. Yeah. But that's in Utah. This is in Kentucky. Yeah. But hey, there's could caves. be there's caves. Yeah. And, and that's that's travel. another thing. <clears throat> that's another thing that I wanted to touch on is because this happened in in the northern part of Kentucky. We uh, Ash was was looking it up before the show, and I think Robert, you did too a little bit. But we we determined that this this story happened in the northern part of Kentucky. Well, the one that <clears throat> I, I'm not sure the little boy, but the one that I found that was, was it the, the little girl. It was the little girl. Okay, that story's on I've here seen too. Several several. Somerset. About that, um, no, it's nowhere near Somerset. I was just looking up in okay in, uh, but it is in Lebanon. Was, was it, it a little autistic girl? Lebanon Junction, the one with the yeah with the pit bull. Yeah, with but the pit bull. It, it was yeah. near Louisville. Yeah, Kentucky. that was this that that story was. It tells a story about this the, the little autistic girl, um, in the pit bull. Yeah, and what's crazy is that even even the pit bull came back. Mm-hmm. So that's that's even more wild. How, how long was the little boy gone for? Uh, three days. I see. I'm trying to see how long she was gone for too, and see if that is. Well, it says three so, nights. Three nights, and mm-hmm. see how long she was gone for. She was gone for nearly two days. So, yeah, yeah. Af- after, oh, that's in between. It says after two to three days, then another one happened. Um, in my story, it doesn't say how long she was gone. Yeah. Um, the one oh, the, the, yeah, two, two, two two days. days. Two days, yeah. It says down here two days. And then she just showed up on her neighbor's porch. Mm-hmm. That's mm. crazy. Even if there's nothing to that, you know, just that the dog knew. How to get her back home? Yeah, stuff. I mean, I mean that's pretty. I mean, I mean that's pretty far, amazing in itself. That yeah. it, got, it wrangled the two-year-old to come home, and, yeah. and you know, of course, the dog can come home, but getting that baby home too, or at it's, least to a house. Down here <clears throat> at the bottom, it says, "What's even more bizarre is that oftentimes rescued children in these stories tell of big." Shaggy dogs or bears that saved them, cared for them, and fed them berries or whatever was available. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It is. that's that's really interesting. And it's it, it goes on. Shaggy dogs and bears, and sometimes gorillas here in the U.S. were involved. Uh, what do you think about it? Um, 
I, I think if it's anything, I don't think it's a bear. I don't think it's a big no. dog. No. If 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 anything, like I said, it's it's a Bigfoot, or it's 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 a big it's it's a guy. It's a something. It's yeah. a something that's big and hairy, but it's I mean, not. It's I just don't believe a bear would do that. Right. And I don't think a wild dog would do that either. Because here's the thing with this little girl, if another wild dog was out there and she has a pit bull with her, mm-hmm. they're going to get into a fight. Right. Because that wild dog is not going to let that that pit bull come unless that pit bull tore the wild. Yeah. But anyway, we can go into all yeah, kinds um, of rabbit holes. But If you could go like <clears throat> when I was looking up stuff about, about a lot of, you know, how that sort of activity and, you know, UFO sightings and the things where they... They believe that there's kind of like there's two schools mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. They, they cover that in, you know, season two and stuff. But I've heard this several other times. There's the bad aliens or whatever you want to call them that come from Orion. There's the good ones that come from the dog star. Hmm. And that's if you look like also like in the, the Hillier story and in the Skinwalker story. Yeah. Lots of dogs are killed mm-hmm. by these bad aliens, mm-hmm. but the good ones are cared for. Yeah, and Cur- here's another one where Ex- this we is, have a dog. We have a dog, but and it, what's crazy to me is because the first the first in Hellier, the first incident happened in in Hopkinsville in mm-hmm. like 1955. Right, right, and that's when the guy saw the goblins. Da 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 da, and then they come back and. The, the they're in Hellier where the mm-hmm. goblins are and 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 the the guy wrote them and all that good stuff terrorist uh, wrote them uh, David Doctor David Christie wrote them they can't find them all that's anyway the thing that just this really really sets with me is this cave system right is this mammoth cave system mm-hmm. and if and then I've looked up maps of this cave system and mm-hmm. it is massive yeah it is huge so. Um, when you talk about these these incidences with these dogs, with all this, with with kids and and all this, being in this in this one area, and I know they're they're pretty far apart, but it's it's not so crazy to think that it's all connected. Whenever they have pathways mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that they can use to connect, mm-hmm. and if we're talking about being in the in the the paranormal realm. Or the sci-fi realm with the with the aliens and all that stuff, it's it's nothing to them go from from yeah. one side of a state to another if they have especially if they yeah. if it's not really the ca- caves that are connecting that's what they're using to cover it but exactly traveling exactly yeah you know uh, on a, on a different plane yeah and Another that's thing, yeah you know that when I was looking they said that a lot of times that the benevolent you know the good ones mm-hmm. they're associated with the Bigfoot sightings like mm-hmm. they don't think. Like that's what side he's on right. <laughs> over here is the good guys, and then there's those three-toed things over here. Yeah, which um, you know they mentioned it too that Orion was called the Coxfoot, like yeah. the rooster. Mm. Three. That's what it looks like. That's where they're from. But three toes. Three toes. Coincidentally enough, yeah, that's also what their feet look like. It is weird. Which also, I have a question too. Um, the incident in Falk, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, three did toes. not that? Yeah, three toes. Yeah. It, it, another another thing to me 
is when you look at these when you look at these pictures of these 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 footprints that that right that they've gotten from these obviously they said dermal ridges but there's no heel Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just the they walk on their toe. yeah they walk on their toe tippy toe and and I can think of every time I've ever thought of an alien or ever seen anything about an alien or anything like that they're always on their tiptoes yeah uh, I, you know look at look yeah. at look at Men in Black I know it's a fake movie yeah. but, but yeah. when they're in alien form they walk on their toes most animals do you know horses dogs. They don't walk on their heels. They walk on the right. pad of their foot. Right. So, it, it, you know, if they're, it, they might not be primarily bipedal. Yeah. Too. I mean, because like I know this. I'm going off topic really, really quick. Um, after the African continent, they always have athletes that win marathons, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every time they run, they don't run on their heels. They're, they run on their toe. They run well, run on their toes. That's. It's kind of what I'm getting at. It's 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 it's, and I know this might be far fetched for y'all to 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 sink in. I don't know, but I'm I'm. When we go back to mimics, mm-hmm. when we go back to to copycats, and we go back to when 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 I've never seen a footprint that looks like that from yeah. any animal, from any human, from anything, but it's walking like other animals it's walking like other things that that we, we mm-hmm. we've discussed and i'm just it it boggles my mind to to think of how smart these these things can be yeah and and and, and how smart and i'm going to go back to the spiritual aspect of bigfoot and the native americans mm-hmm. and 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 go back to thinking what our minds one of the things that that his wife said in that thing was whenever they went to hellier they could feel the of that place. Mm-hmm. It just felt like a bad, bad place. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking in my head that if I didn't know anything about Hellier, Kentucky, and I drove through it, I wonder if I would feel the bad or if they're feeling the bad because they know it. And, it, and I'm not yeah. saying that it's not bad because obviously this is a bad place. Well, not, not in Hellier, but in Somerset, they said that the magnetic frequencies affects people there because mm-hmm. there is a huge deposit of quartz. Mm-hmm. It, if you look at the magnetic lines, it's basically like these two things that are just like attracting and repelling each other. You know, it's just like a, because of the magnet, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Earth's natural magnetization. But also in that county, that they have a huge mental health problem. Yeah, mm. and that brings to mind like how electromagnetic waves and things like that affect your frontal mm-hmm. lobe it can cause hallucinations it can cause seizures yeah so even if there are weird things going on here i can't help but think maybe uh that sort of thing is affecting people's brains mm-hmm. and it might not be mental health at all or the mental health co- is being caused because they're having seizures mm-hmm. and things like that you know it, it might not be conventional but it's a symptom that presents as that because of these electromagnetic interference, they're seeing things, they're feeling mm-hmm. things. Yeah, it could be that it is happening, but also this is all you know contributing to it. Yeah, right. I mean, because because that that town has got a lot of stuff going on. It's got like from what I know, episode you know three, four, and five. They're talking about UFOs that linger so long that people mm-hmm. get bored, yeah. and then they're talking about Bigfoot, and then they talk about you know goblins, and then like. 
it, that's that's exactly cries. my point. That's exactly what I'm trying to get at is, yes, it could be caused by magnetic fields. It could be caused by all that. But but there was also a, 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 a person that they interviewed in there that was born and raised in this town that didn't have a clue about what was going on. Right. right. He didn't hear anything. But then right after when he's leaving, he's like, hey, watch out. Don't trust everybody around here. He obviously knows something. But my point is, is your preconceived notions of a place can make you Absolutely. make you see things, hear things. Um, I'm just when, when I try to wrap my brain around around all my wrap my brain around man. Try to say that fast three times. Yeah, it it goes into that. What's the electric magnetic field? What are the stories that you've heard? Yeah. What has anybody told you? Um, what do you already know? Um, what were your feelings before you you went into this place? Um, yeah, I, I don't recall them ever showing like a K two meter or they never showed device. anything. Right, they not either. in the first two episodes. I know that. Right, I had, that's the first. That's as far no, as I've gotten. They they later went and did you know more research, more field stuff, but I I don't remember them ever using. I don't that either. Sort of thing, but also. I don't know. I mean, it might not have because that because that can that can kind of affect yeah. them too, right? Yeah, well, yeah, ab- absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm jinx. Uh, jinx. Yeah, I'm just saying that's that's what I'm getting at. All of this activity that's going on, people seeing aliens, people seeing Bigfoots, people seeing goblins, people seeing this, people seeing that. How much is it that preconceived notion, or how much is it that that you know, whatever is out there is, is is manipulating itself into what they want that person to see right. Right. or what that person is is, is is making themselves see. And and that goes back to the spiritual aspect in the Native Americans about they don't even have a name for this thing in this area um, that you were in before. They just say it's from the ground. Right. You know, when you look back it's the it's from the ground. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's that's where I can wrap my round my, my head around Bigfoot being real. Yeah. In that realm. Like I said, it's to me it's not flesh and blood. But then you get to the story about it saving this kid. And and and, and it might be flesh and blood. But I, I man, it's It just, could be, but it is more right. in line with a greater intelligence exactly. than we understand. You know, I don't want to really get into like the religious aspect, but to me that's kind of I think that there might be things out there that are more evolved than us and on yeah. intellectual levels and things like that that go beyond, you know, they say that they don't communicate with language. They mm-hmm. communicate with emotion right. and things like that. And it, these things are, you know, Bigfoot or whatever, you know, they're, they're I, I, I think they're intelligent and they could be communicating with them. And working through them. Well, if but even so, you know, I, I mean, it, it kind of you know think about it, the ancient alien theory. Mm-hmm. You know, what's to say that they're not working on them that way? That allegedly they did with hum, humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not so. It's not. How do I want to put this? When 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 since i've been on this podcast and since i've started digging into bigfoot and 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 all this bigfoot researchers believe that it is flesh and bone it's 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 an animal that's flesh and bone that can that can breathe that can pee that can poop that can that but me the more i dig into it the side that i lean on is 
is the supernatural side, is the spiritual side of this of this creature. And I go back to 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 stories that my papa told me, uh, you know, and just remember the details of the stories that he told me. And that's what people are told about Bigfoot. You know, that's what from from the moment that I knew what Bigfoot was, I was told and I learned that it was a big hairy monster in the woods. But the more I the more I dig and the more I I I, I research and I talk and I do all this, I could jump on the spiritual aspect of it. Yeah. And it and it being a, a being that that is manifesting in, in somebody's mind. So did you have some, I don't know. You, um, you opened your book you know, over there. Well, I just want they're just kind of a coincide when I get into because I have a little yeah. write up on skinwalkers too. But um, I just want to say like, you know, when it when it comes to that aspect too, it could be both could be possible, but we just don't understand. Yeah, it, right. so we don't have the science and, to and, understand it. Yeah, and and I know that you said you didn't want to go into the to the to the religious part of it. My faith tells me that. God made man, we go to heaven, we go to hell. But he also tells me that there's a lot of stuff that we are not to understand. Right. And there's a lot of stuff out there that I do not understand. I don't know the Bible backwards and forwards. I don't. I know what, what I've, I've learned. I know what I've been taught. But I also know that he says that there's a lot of stuff out there that we are not to understand. And I'm not saying that this is the stuff that he's talking about. But man, there sure are a lot of stuff that's happened in my life that I don't understand. Right. But one day we might. I mean, and, I, like, and, I like to use this example. It's like let's look at thirty years ago. The mm-hmm. Giant and colossal squids are a myth. Yeah. Mm. The coelacanth was extinct. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that we were told are no longer gone, yeah. are just monsters, and that now that we've discovered it because mm-hmm. we finally have the technology to measure it, mm-hmm. to go to those steps, to yeah. explore places that we never had before that we're finding. Well, I, I think, I go back to my papa, and I'll, I'll man, I'll, I'll go back to my papa a lot, but he was born in 1903. Mm-hmm. In 1903, did you think in 1903 that they were going to put a rocket on a moon? Just show him a cell phone. It, exactly. You know. That's what I'm saying. You made my right. point exactly for me. No, they didn't think that, you know, they're going to put a man out. They didn't even think that we could walk around with a device in our hands that does everything for us. No. All that stuff was absolutely un- unexplainable to them. And yet we don't have flying cars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's because, like you said, technology, it grows, it grows, it grows, it grows. It, 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 everything gets gets faster and better but i just think about about how much has changed and you said in the past 30 years i'm 38 years old mm-hmm. so i can think back whenever i was a kid and just how much has changed in the past 38 years since i've been on the earth right and it is massive mm, massive in the scope of the universe we're just barely getting started we're we're specs there's the same. probably things out there that are just so far beyond our understanding and comprehension yeah realms that and you know that existed so you know i mean billions and billions of years before i mean i i think it's a little arrogant to think that we're the only the only planet with life you know just because yeah. we haven't got there yet and you know that's a theory that these things that do visit us are not traveling by space they're traveling through different dimensional ways which is a common mythos with this Mm -hmm. there are portals there are doorways and that is a common thing in a lot 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 of religious 
Ideology. Ideology. That's a hard word to say. Get it go. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Outside. Do you guys think there's a there's possibly a portal in Kentucky? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I believe we're the portals. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that there's there's like a a portal that you walk through. I don't believe that. I believe that we're. I believe that if the other side wants to come over here, they use us. That's what I believe. Um, so I don't I don't believe like if you walk like they were talking about that in the in a tunnel right that they believe that if you go into this cave it's a it's I don't a portal think that be, if it, even if it is that somewhere that they might have opened it it's just left yeah to mm-hmm. like whatever because could God I mean what could happen mm-hmm. you know you don't want to leave your front door open you don't you know yeah. you can come in and out Cause, yeah because they were kind of saying like you know a door closes the windows open yeah right. and so there's some they believe that some parts of the the universe, the windows open, and it's easier to read information and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, the second episode, ink, the ink in the black. I know that was kind of like mm-hmm. um, uh, Ingrid Cold mm-hmm. kind of reference yeah, a little bit. Ingrid Cold, yeah. Because um, I know they were driving to Hellier. Did I say it right? Hellier. 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 To Tennessee. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they they were driving, and I think Carl. Was trying to, I think he was piecing a lot of the Mothman prophecy stuff, yeah, like that. And he so, was, he was just going through, yeah, through notes and stuff. So I know, I know they drove into town and they. Hold on, hold on. He was going through a conversation between two people, uh huh. But I can't. It was like Ingrid Gold, Cold, and it was uh, Terry Terry Riss, wasn't it? Terry Riss. I can't remember. But anyway, that's they they were going through a conversation and they were speaking in code to each other right. in cipher, like the. Right. Uh, the, the third order or the yeah the third order and all the, that stuff so yeah and so he was kind of like he was kind of you know the because like i think on the email it had said the word ink and black mm-hmm. yeah and they tied the it ink into and the, the black yeah it's so. a, yeah the yeah. ink and the black is oh man um i had it on my other notes at home and i forgot them but um the ink and the black is something and mia and the third order is mia right use the numbers or something like yeah. that. yeah and he he provided them in like gps to, mm-hmm. and it was it was there was, was coordinates and all that it was hellier right yep so i know that was going on and on that episode and i think they were doing a gansfield like that's that right gansfield is that yeah they were, i i personally have never done that never done that yeah the it's interesting too. I've never seen that, but it's um, you know, <clears throat> I was talking about that you know with Mandy, that it is is I've never seen that method before. I like to to maybe see it in practice. I don't know if I necessarily. Yeah, well, would that I don't know if I want to. I would want to do that. Yeah, that's that's I, I don't I know mean. if I'd want to, but that's one of the reasons why. Um, oh man, not Carl, but the uh, the main guy Connor. No, no, no. no. Um, uh, Greg. Greg. Greg, thank you. Uh, said that he was drawn to Carl and Connor because of their different ways of doing things. Right, right. He, and that, he, that's a very good thing. You mm-hmm. know, I, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily a research team, like, you know, they yeah. don't have yeah. an anagram name or, you know, any yeah. crap. Sorry. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> you know, that prepackaged, whatever. But yeah. that, that I like that method. It's like you find a different person from different angles mm-hmm. and different methods because that, that that's kind of a more scientific way of doing it. Yeah. You know, as much as you can get scientific with this sort of thing. I mean, you, know, I, you need different, different schools of thoughts to test and come up with your different results and right. find your meaning. Mm-hmm. You know? Cause, Cause I think they went to that, that route because they were, 
they were getting leads in and Hel- Heller and um, Hellier. Hellier. <laughs> Not they're, they're, the Helliest. <laughs> they were getting the Hellier. They were getting leads, and then then and like they wouldn't show up, or they wouldn't answer mm-hmm. the phone, mm-hmm. or they would say, "Hey, we can't do it," or something like that. Because I think I think they talked to a lady named Tammy, and then mm-hmm. she had a grandson. Yeah, it's going out in the woods, but had been in the woods and taking pictures. Yeah, and, and he heard baby cries. Yeah, and, I think mm-hmm. eventually he had his buddy call and tell the stories. Yeah, finding the the tracks, but they you know never had any. So they you, kind of, kind of led him to that that Gansfield to, to get some kind of like yeah. information and stuff like that. So I think that's how the second episode ended, right? They were that's the it it I don't in, remember it I ended. Because the third episode opens up with them still doing it. Okay. Okay. So, right. 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 I was gonna say it ended. It that is that's how it ended. Yeah. That's how they, it ended. Because like they were, he was he was giving off information. They were asking him questions about you know who are you, all this stuff, and they were talking about forty eight minutes, forty eight, yeah, a tin mm-hmm. can, yeah, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then which they, that yeah that that you know not to give away spoilers, I don't know, but right. that, that's very significant later on. Right. You know. So. So since you haven't seen the rest of it, you you want to stop talking about it and no, y'all y'all okay. y'all can okay. okay don't so. don't worry about spoiling it for me. Go go for it. So, because um, I remember that one ended that way. They were they were still doing the experiment. They were at their cabin mm-hmm. and they were doing experiments. Yeah, they had gone because they, they were in the woods right. and then they had gone back to the cabin. Well, they they were. Ah, it's starting to it's starting to. They were at the cabin when right. they were doing it. Mm-hmm. They had gone. Back. I thought they were in the woods, but they weren't. They had gone back to the cabin. Yeah. And so they were still doing it. And I think, I think this episode is when they realized that David Chrissy, mm-hmm. um, they had gone into town right after the, after they got all this information and they went into town to look for his driver's license to deed or right. whatever that he was in that town and they went they went to after courthouse after courthouse well because nobody had ever heard of this no one ever heard of him yeah Yeah. all all sorts of things you know and so they they went and they they couldn't find anything so they they were kind of like they're kind of in the mood like you know what i guess this door closed and you know we're not going to worry about it no more because obviously he doesn't exist Mm -hmm. um but i can't i can't remember if that was no i think it was episode four whenever trying to see here my notes here because i know they they ran into tammy again and her her son her son had decided to go hunting so they ran into another guy named joey at the mm-hmm. at the gasoline station where right, they right, went, right, right. yeah, yeah they're like, that's where they like kind of made their home base yeah he was he was an amateur cave guy and he's talked yeah. about he talked about like he saw like um mm-hmm. like enagrams like on the or like uh paintings For on the wall cornstalk yeah yeah. Yeah. Who had Shawnee, right? Mm-hmm. And he's buried in Point Pleasant. And they said that he had cursed the land, and that's when that's, the men started to appear. That's mm. the, that's the the same Native Americans are in this this part of that part of Kentucky too. The really? same the same Native Americans yeah, were in yeah, that, that right. part of that. So same as the Mothman, same as that one. That's kind of odd. So, um, so he was talking about like uh, the caves had drawings of like. Flaming eyes, snakes, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and Chief Cornstalk. That's what. Man, that's kind of that's kind of crazy on that one. So they they talked to him on the phone, and I, I forgot how either he couldn't meet up with him or something like that at the end of the episode or something. But that's the way I I remember it. I don't know if on that part. So, um, 
Like I think the next episode is called uh, "Slivers of Slivers of the Future," and then they find out on that one that they actually look up David Christie's IP address, mm-hmm. and, and they find out that it is from Ontario, Ontario. But they also think that he probably used a VPN. Yeah, he he so. was using because like he had, they had three hits. They had mm-hmm. Ontario, Los Angeles, and some other place. I can't remember. Where so he's just yeah, he's pinging it. Yeah, he's pinging he's it. using a scrambler. Yeah. So they were thinking that. I said, man, I, why would a doctor, a retired doctor, use a VPN to to hide his? Because like they don't know whether he was from Kentucky or not or something. So, right, it's almost like it's like he was like a messenger. <laughs> no way it, to send him that information so they can go there. They can do all this. Well, stuff. that's that's man. To me, just in the first two episodes. They picked whoever this is that's that's messing with them or, or doing this to them, picked them and made them go there. Yeah. I mean, they did. Yeah. It's, there's no doubt in my mind that they wanted them to go there for some reason, because I'm thinking in my head, if this is happening to me, I ain't going. Yeah. This is too freaking weird, man. Yeah. You know, the, the two people are... That that I'm supposed to be the only one that that has a, a legit like uh, um, reference is Terry R. Wrist, yeah, and that was in that book, um, the Euphonauts. Euphonauts, yeah, and that was supposed to be some spoof, yeah, you know, just like you know, some kind well, of just goofy story. Not, yeah. not, not really. Though, but I'm, I'm saying, know. as far as the, the the general public is is concerned, well, yeah, but the general public kind of thinks the whole thing is. Ex- that's, <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying, but <clears throat> but know. it's there's there's not supposed to be any credibility to that. Is 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 kind of where I'm getting. Yeah, but that's but this David Christie one, he did say that he was new to the area, right? And he said he was only there for about seven months, seven eight months, yeah. and and he said in the first. It was after the first three months. It was in the fourth month when all the crap started happening. He started getting hassled, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he stayed there, and then he just up and left. So, if he is new and he did move to that to that area, he might not have registered anything. Yeah, you know, but he's got to be registered somewhere. Yeah, if if he's a doctor, there's got to be something that's registered to a doctor <laughs> David Christie. Yeah, you know, because. But I don't think he is. Right. I think it's just all made up to get them in this area. Yeah. They found, they think that the name Christy is probably a fake name for yeah. several reasons because yeah. there's a lot of, you know, religious pointing and references and rebirth and Christ yeah. references. Mm-hmm. And they think maybe it's like, you know, that's where he gets his name from. But they also, they did find a David, whatever, M or R, I can't remember, middle initial, and then a, a different last name uh-huh. that. They talk later on, and it's listed that last name. I can't remember what it is, but it's listed like among special power names, mm. and like the I think it's the Thelmic religious path. I think that's one that you know that um, that Alistair Cowley founded, and they again you know they said that he was probably one of the first to communicate with these beings. Mm. Um, I can't remember for the life of me what, what it's called, but, you know, a lot of people is like, oh, it's a demon, it's a demon, whatever. But he used uh, ritualistics with the god Pan, which is a big theme later on, mm-hmm. to communicate with the, this 
quote unquote spirit, which they think is an interdimensional being, which they described it. It looks like a modern day, what we think is an alien, you know, the mm-hmm. big head, big, big eyes, eyes. Big eyes, yeah. yeah. But that is also um, a very common theme in fertility deities. And there's a lot of connections to the planet Venus, hmm. the morning star, which is also called the dog star, which is mm. where these benevolent aliens are said to come from. Going back yeah. to the dog. <laughs> so one of the things that I thought was really interesting is when they went to the tarot cards. I don't believe in tarot cards. I don't. I think yeah. that's all a farce. Um, but it was very interesting, the cards that came out. Mm-hmm. And... Two of them in particular that really stick with me were the man with the three with five bowls, but he's looking at the three that are empty and not looking at the two that he still has full. And then obviously the devil. Um, And they kind of go into talking about how who could be the devil, who could be this, who could be that. Right. Um, But I, in particular, the one, the guy with the three with the three bowls empty and the two bowls full. That to me, when 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 I started thinking about this whole thing, it 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 took me right back to the whole spiritual aspect of it. Of we're always, at least in my life, I know I'm always looking at more of the negative than I am the positive. I'm always looking at man, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this, but I'm not looking at what I do have. Now that I'm 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 changed. I've changed my my religion. I've changed my way of thinking, all that good stuff. I don't think that so much. But I think that if you're in that kind of a state, you are way more open to anything coming in or anything that's going to attack you. Or you're way more open when you're looking on the negative side of things or you're looking like it's helpless or it's hopeless or whatever. That's what these things feed on. And... But when I, when I think of that, I don't think that this whoever this guy is, this David Christie guy, he never mentioned about them being in a bad place mm. or being, you know, the only bad that started happening is when these little goblins started coming around. Yeah, that's yeah. when it got bad. So and it, and you know, I, like I said the other other day, you know, it didn't seem like they're other than the dog going missing. Yeah, like yeah, they were messing with them, but they weren't really doing anything overly bad really and you know there's a, a point where they get to where the window they're doing yeah well mm-hmm. i was gonna say that where they're doing another one of those i don't know if you would call it evp sessions but where they're on the radio and it says that they're a byproduct they're what they're a byproduct oh i see mm. so that you know they're just like these little fuckers that got out, which is kind of one of the things that they get called you know, <laughs> ugly little fuckers, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Critters. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I read tarot too, and how I describe it is like your cards have a meaning, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that's what it's telling you to me. It's mm-hmm. like just because it says, okay, you have this card and it, this is what it says in the book, that this is what it means. That how I read it, it's more of like this is the word in the sentence. You have to have in context, okay. But I also think the devil card may not have necessarily meant what the devil card represents because mm-hmm. modern Christianity has taken the nature of spirits and mm-hmm. entered 
intertwined it with their evil deity mm-hmm. as a way, like back in the day, to bring in pagans and to also tell them, like, don't worship your gods mm-hmm. because they're the devil. And the devil card is, I think they were using the same deck that I use, is that image. And I would go find it, but it'd take forever. If you look on that, it has bird feet on in the... Oh, the devil itself has bird feet. The devil card okay. has bird feet on it, too. So it might not be... Three? Yep. Okay. Um, That's what I was... Yeah. Three. <laughs> but also pan what have you, these spirit, these nature, I mean, obviously all these things are happening in nature too. So it's not too far to believe that pagans associated with them, with their gods. And perhaps whatever this was, was communicating through the tarot because they communicate through emotions, Mm -hmm, through mind, mm -hmm, through mm -hmm. whatever. Right. That I'm here. Yeah. And I I don't know anything about tarot cards. Nothing. I, I don't, it's just something I don't believe in. I didn't believe in Bigfoot. I, mean, I still don't believe you know. in Bigfoot. But yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not naive enough to say that that something does not communicate through those. Because if if that's what you're in tune in in tune to, mm-hmm. and that's what you believe, and that's what you feel, then that's that's where you're getting your information, and that's that's. You know, it's, uh, you've opened yourself. That's up. what I'm saying. You've opened yourself up to that, and I mean, and I'm not, I'm not saying that those tarot cards didn't talk to them because obviously it meant something to them. Yeah. It was very powerful to them, and and that one card with that guy, it, I was, I was honed in on that little dude with his freaking five little pails because that it put a whole new like perspective on everything to me. Is man, when you go into anything, you should look at what you have, not at what you don't. Because so many people stop doing something because they don't have what they think they should have, or have what they think they should need, or whatever like that. They don't. They don't look at what they do have to keep them to keep pushing them going. And that's that's what I got out of it. And yeah. and I just. And I don't read tarot cards. I don't have anything to do with tarot cards. Yeah. But that's what their incident. And 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 that obviously was, to them, that spoke to them. Was, was yeah. the tarot cards in episode two or the, in two? Okay. Yeah, it spoke to them. And man, that the, it's the first time I ever heard that that Connor guy. Talk, I think his name's Connor, the one that yeah. came with Carl. It's the first time I ever heard him talk. And it's because of those tarot cards. Mm-hmm. It got him going. So obviously, it was it hit them. And, and, and that's a lot of times how it works it's like you know most of the time when i do a reading too i don't ask for a question mm-hmm. i mean no, sometimes it's just right. like well what do you want to know and most yeah. of the times people tell me well i don't know just whatever because yeah. i just want to do it because you know it, it's for entertainment partners to this and i make sure i know you know people know that from first and foremost mm-hmm. it's like i'm not going to tell you how to win a million dollars i'm just going to tell you what they want me yeah. to tell you mm-hmm. basically and a lot of times it's just like when you say, you know, I point something that's like, wow, and it just in their head mm-hmm. what it is right. that it's and, saying and, and how it's relevant. And here's, I, I, can, I can relate what you're talking about back to my religion, back to Christianity. When, when I've gone into the Bible, and I've read the Bible, and I've read a verse, 
And I'm in a certain place in my life when I read that verse. And it it's the same verse, but man, it's different. It's a different feel. It's a dip I get something different out of it when I read that same verse. It could be two days apart, it could be two years apart, it could be twenty years apart, but I'll get something different out of it. And when she was reading those cards, she even said several times that it's not necessarily an exact just replica or an exact whatever this thing is saying is not exact you yeah. know and and she said that i, I think yeah. she i think she went there because they were going to so many dead ends yeah that's and so yeah. she was kind of getting desperate and yeah so um, she's like hey i got it we got to do something and and but it's i can relate what you're saying to 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 how i find my answers it's, and yeah, how i not, find it's not right. the it, it's not the words it's a sentence it's a paragraph you know yeah, yeah. and it, that's a lot of times a lot of times in in christianity that's why there's so many denominations of churches is because they'll take one little snippet of something and they'll base their whole right. their whole denomination of their church on that one little snippet they don't take the whole thing and um that's why as as a christian my my job as a Christian is to love. Jesus was love. I might not agree with what you're doing. I might not agree with what you're saying. I but might not agree with, but I can still love you. You can respect it. I too. can respect I you. It's like that way should be for everybody. It, like yeah. You don't have to understand. No. As long as nobody's being harmed. Yeah. It's I'm, go. I'm not going to push my religion on you. I don't ask that you push yours on me, but I am all for listening and, 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 and trying to understand and trying to get to know who you are and how you know. And then when you break it down, really, it comes down at the root. Most yeah. are the same. Yeah. It's just well, different it, names. Exactly. They, 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 they take it and they branch and they take this from it and they take this from it, take this from it. But I just it, first and foremost, as a Christian, I'm called to love because I'm called to to um to follow jesus as an example and all jesus did was love he loved everybody he he went to sinners homes he stayed in sinners homes he saved sinners he's he's that's what he is is love so for 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 somebody to come and tell me something different than than what i believe or anything like that i'm not going to kick you away yeah i'm not going to shut i'm totally open to what 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 you have to say and i hope that you are open to hearing what I have to say. And I'm not talking about you, Asher, yeah. to you, Robert. I'm just talking about the general public. Right. When, 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 when I'm coming to somebody, I hope that you're open enough to, to what I have to say because I'm open up to what you have to say. And who knows, we might come together and boom, find out the thing, yeah. the answer to the universe. You know, I don't know. But that's why I stay open. And, and that, that, that moment mm -hmm. in those tarot cards, man, it was powerful for them. Yeah. It, it, it was a powerful moment for them. Well, getting back to episode four, Slivers and slivers and of the future. I know they were, they were at a, a stopping point on the episode, and uh, Joey called them back. Yeah. And Joey had ran. Joey, Joey's the the guy they met at the gas station. Yeah, the, the, the met at the, the gas station. Cave, the amateur cave. Okay. And he was the amateur cave guy, and he ran into. He was talking about another person. I I don't remember if he, if they said his name. I don't remember, but he said there was another guy that needed some caves. And had seen like a, a three-toed mm -hmm. footprint, and they were interested. And so they finally they get the guy on the phone. He was like a retired teacher, I think. He was a retired teacher. I think he was a, a history teacher. Yeah, he was a history teacher. And so he had he had gotten pictures of uh, the three-toed. Hold on, just a second. I kind of lost you for a second. 
Joey's a retired history teacher? No, no, or Joe, no his Joey. Son. Joey ran into somebody that knew more uh, okay, about caves. Okay, okay, okay. So he he goes, I know a guy that okay. did this, but he didn't. know. This is the no name guy. Yeah, he didn't. Okay. Yeah. He didn't know who he where he was, but I think that day when they were stuck. That's when that guy he called. Ran, he ran into him somewhere. He goes, hey. Uh, and then he yeah, called. Yeah, and he, right, right. He, he just caught, happened to run across them at a store. Just happened to. Yeah. And yeah. He, and he I caught, threw up the, the air quotation. And, and yeah. like, they were in that cabin, and they didn't have any signal except for Connor. So mm-hmm. he only knew Connor's number. So he called Connor and said, hey, I got in touch with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got in touch with the guy. This is, you know, I'm going to have him call you. So he calls Connor, and he starts talking to him about, about a cave and it was like abandoned and that no one's been there and he he saw three uh three toe print and then he sent it to the to the, the local university and the local university has something about it. it was paris it was um prehistoric mm-hmm. uh, stuff mm-hmm. and so they went to go i think the next episode is when they the prehistoric but yeah. it happened like two days earlier it was anyway. uh was it yeah the by their summation that was the only thing that they could find to compare it to was like yeah. a dinosaur tribe yeah. So I think the last episode was called uh, "In the Heart of It." So they go, they go to the cave. The last mm-hmm. episode, they go to the cave, and they, uh, and they, <laughs> they were like trekking into the woods. It was like it's overgrown stuff, and they obviously no one's been to this cave. Okay. It was like it was a huge, huge cave. Go One ahead. thing that we didn't touch on that I mean, kind of a little bit, but we didn't that when uh, who was the guy that did the first? This thing just went out of my head. Tyler. Not Tyler. Is it the other boy? Other man, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, whenever he did, they did his um, little session. Gensville? The Gensville? Yeah. Uh, Connor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that when he, it's like, that's it. We need to cut it off. He got a image. He f- said he felt like it was projected into his head. Yeah. Which was just a tin can. Right, right. I mentioned that, that earlier. That was in two, though. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was at the end of two. Right. Because I remember that. Is significant in this episode. Yeah. And then later on, too, when they're finding out more things about Well, you're like in whole, season two, right? I finished the whole thing. Oh, you finished the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't Oops. stop watching it. So you're teasing season two to us right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, 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 go to, they go to this cave and... Um, I don't know. They don't they don't even go that far in the cave, right? They no, just, they're they, just kind of like in the mouth of it. And so it was like the cave was so huge that there was no echo in it. No yeah. echo. And that was kind of kind of odd. That is odd. And so they actually do another Gansfield uh, experiment or no, they walk in and then he sees the he sees the he tin sees can. He sees the tin can. He sees cuz they that he the image yeah, head. okay. And so it kind of freaks him out a little bit. <laughs> so he, Yeah, no he, joke. He sees it. It's a tin can and I remember him saying they didn't have any any writings on it. It was just it was plain, and it was a tin can there. And this and was so. after they had done their, yeah. their Gainesville, and so, yeah, okay. So I think Greg does the Gainesville on this one, right, Ash? Mm, the, what, the, or was it? Was it the the the, the finale one? Yeah, of season I one. don't remember. Man, yeah. they all kind of run together now since I watched them all in like one season. Yeah, he he does the last one, and I, I he doesn't do it as long as Connor does. I think he does it for. Fifteen minutes and stuff like that, and so um, I'm trying to remember how it. I don't remember how it ended, but I know you know that that's as far as they got was was the tin can, and uh, so I think they they end up leaving Hellier without you know any really information mm-hmm. because they 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 
they were at a, at a stopping point, but they were they felt like they were supposed to be there at that point mm-hmm. to get them started. Mm-hmm. I guess on this path that they're well, going. I know it was like two years apart from yeah. when yeah. they first went to the second time they went. Yeah, it was like two. I can't remember if it was two years or a year or something like that. But there's no doubt in my mind that these people were supposed to be there at both times that they were there. Yeah. And it's it's whoever this this Dr. Christie is or David Christie is. Yeah. Is is that he he's wanting there for a reason. Yeah. For something. I don't know what it is and but I know that that it's it's definitely not of this world. Yeah. And it might be aliens, it might be Bigfoot, it might be could be the third it's order. It could be third order. It might it's all of it. it might be all of them. I think it's just you know, again teasing season 2 as they get into it, it's kind of one of those things where it seems like it's just the answers. Yeah. Like something that's just so much bigger than ourselves and so much beyond that the the Mothman stuff that's in Point Pleasant or yeah, or Pleasant Point. Point. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. That's Point a, Pleasant, that, West Virginia. You stay West confused. Virginia. So it's right next to Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Virginia. It's it's just, ha- it has. You know, it's kind of the same general right? area. It's got Quantico, right? Quantico. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Langley. 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 That's uh, Quantico's FBI. Mm-hmm. Langley's CIA. Mm-hmm. What else is over there? Is, the, it, is it the the naval headquarters? No, no. Pentagon is not too far away, right? No, right. Pen- Pentagon's mm. in uh, DC. DC, okay. Which, but still, that's still I mean, it's still whole, not far. The whole like East Coast area is a lot small, like you know, right? In Texas terms, let's go. Yeah, on it's, it's closer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can get to from Virginia to DC faster than you can get from. Dallas to El Paso. El Paso. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's like but, to us, that's like, wow, other states. But it's just like, yeah, states are a lot but, littler. But Quantico's by that. And Langley's by that. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I've always thought the government covers yeah. up all well, kinds yeah. of crap. So. And then we go to my favorite. One of my favorites. We got Montauk in New Jersey. Yeah. With all kinds of fun stuff. But that's exactly why we decided not to do politics on this podcast. <laughs> because you're all lizard people, you motherfuckers. We know. So we don't. You're shooting death rays and kidnapping homeless people and experimenting on them. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want. You're at the door. Yeah, we don't want the the men in black. Stop talking you, about what I you're know. talking about. Or why did you stop? Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, that's one of the things he asked him is, why'd why you did stop? you stop yeah. after they had gone into that cave? Yeah. yeah. He's like, why did you stop? I haven't got any emails, so. I'm going to say, I haven't. You did post your email on your Facebook the other day, though. I've seen that, too. I got a. <laughs> you're, you're opening yourself yeah, up. Yeah, you're like, I, hey, injured. I got, some, and I got some funky phone calls coming from some funky places. I, I think we all do, though. So <laughs> I, think probably, I think they passed something recently to try to put I got. I got stopped all that. We're mm-hmm. we're a minute and fifty seconds in. I got a, a settlement for that. In. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna have enough time for Skinwalker or <gasps> really. Or you, no, no, <laughs> bring it, bring it, or bring it, Ash, I mean, bring no, it. No, I want. I this want, is our finale too. I know we gotta. We, this is our finale, okay, man. Okay, well, I'm gonna let y'all run with it then. Okay, let's do it. Go ahead. You wanna go ahead? Okay. Yeah, go for it. Where would you like to begin? 
You begin okay. where you want to begin. So, you, Skin Rocker Ranch. You know what? Hold on. Before you start, okay. I, I will say this. I was interested in this in this timeline in Skinwalker. Seventeen seventy six. Yeah, my family, the Dominguez and the Escalantes, expedition <laughs> through the area. <laughs> well, so I've kind of tied into it. Go ahead, well, go, go ahead, Ash. I'm okay. sorry. Synchronicity. To say where this, like you know, just to kind of give you an idea where it is, it's called the Shermer Ranch, which is the pseudonym that you know for the family that these. Right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they don't use the real names; they go by uh, Terry and Gwen Sherman. But they also call it the Skinwalker Ranch. It's in Ballard, Utah, around 500 acres. And it borders the Ute Reservation right. there in Utah. Utah Utes. Yep. And it says that the Utes believe the land is a territory for the Skinwalkers. They believe they are on the property because the curse was put on them by the tribe generations ago. Um, by, by the, the Navajo tribe members and they are forbidden to walk on this land, so no Native Americans ever step foot on this land. Wow. Wow. And I'm going to give you a little background on what a skinwalker is. This is from what I like to call my geek books. This is a... It's a geek book. Yep. The Encyclopedia of Vampires and Werewolves by Rosemary Ellen... How do I say her last name? Gueli... You can, you can butcher it. You can butcher yeah. it. We, we always yeah. butcher stuff. I was going to say. That I that because I love her books. I have several of them, but I don't know how to say her last name. Yeah, I butcher her and name. she recently I mean, passed away, too. Not her name, but uh, I butcher a lot of people's names. What is what is what is the last name start with? Uh, G-U-I-L-E-Y. Gooley? Gooley. Gooley? Well, anyway, she's really I'll good. I'll butcher it for you. She is really good. I have several books that are on, like, I had one on, like, ghosts and stuff and mm. just different, different type of... Uh, of weird stuff, encyclopedias, but it says, In Navajo Holor, witches and sorcerers have the ability to shapeshift into wolves, coyotes, and other animals and birds. And skip ahead here, this is an important part, they call it the practicing that, you know, because we have our healers and then we have mm-hmm. the people that practice skinwalking, which they call them witches, which, you know, whatever, that's a kind of a throwaway term, I feel. They have their own... Uh, words for it i'm sure but um they say they follow the witchery way which was started underground by first man first woman and coyote and then mm. brought above ground and decimated mm. hmm. that's yeah so these skinwalkers learned their magics from underground yeah and they come from the underground hmm. they're not cattle though right <laughs> no. where do these goblins come from underground underground yeah. Um, but basically they can take the, you know, this is some, they can take on forms of basically any animal that they choose. Right. Shapeshifters. Um, there's also one that's like, if they make direct contact with just people, they can mm-hmm. take, take them over, like jump into their bodies and walk in, yeah. you know, that's creepy, creepy, creepy stuff. Yeah. But, you know. Anytime you're talking about something jumping into somebody, that's creepy. And there's um, are these are these violent? Yeah, are they mean? They're not. Yeah, they're, they're, they're it, you know, like it, so they have the healers, and then yeah. they have these guys. Okay, basically. so these are these are direct opposite of healers. Right. They want to destroy um, you. But they they change their form to because they're able to travel greater speeds. They mostly travel around at night. Um, they said they they're said it's 
gather in caves at night to initiate new members, plan their activities, kill people at distance through magic, have sex with corpses, and practice cannibalism. Mm. Wow. Mm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there's like there's like a lot of entities that they report there. Mm-hmm. Portals. There, portals. Lots and lots of stuff. But basically, this story happened between... You know, like the main the main story here that we're we're gonna touch mm-hmm. on with the the Shermans, and they had I think it was two two children that it happened between 1994 and 1996 that they lived at this ranch, and when they moved in, uh-huh. they said that they noticed the house already had bolts on all the doors and windows, some inside and out. There were chains like for two big big animals, probably guard dogs, outside. Mm. Didn't pay any mind to it. When they uh, were signing their, uh, there was a clause in the real estate contract when they bought the house, which had been, I think they, it was about seven years, it had sit empty. And they said that they could not dig on this land unless the previous owners were notified first. They didn't pay any attention to it. The curse? Mm-hmm. Perhaps. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but they said on the first day that they were there, they encountered this large wolf, is what they described. Mm-hmm. And they said at first it seemed, okay, whatever. They pet it. It came up to the kids, whatever, and it was just hanging out. They were cattle ranchers. And what they described had happened was this big dog, big wolf, whatever, come up, and they were just hanging out with it. And that a calf had stuck its head in the fence. And that this wolf went over and grabbed the cow by its head and is trying to pull it out, whatever. Right. So guy runs over, pulls out his gun, um, and shoots him point blank. Yeah, and nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah, there's shot him again. Nothing happened. One of the entities there is, is called the, the, the bulletproof, bulletproof wolf. wolf. Yeah, and that goes hand in hand with the Skinwalker lore because these creatures, uh-huh. these people that have, or whatever you want to call it that have chosen to take on this form of this animal have their skins on. Yeah. That's the name. And when you go to shoot them, they say the only way that you can kill them is if you shoot them in the neck or in the head because otherwise it's just going to pass through its skin because mm. it's not its own. Yeah. That's it, creepy. There's, but, also, there's also an entity there uh, called the Dark One. Mm-hmm. It's a Native American guy with a, mm-hmm. with a wolf yeah. deal on him. And they like in... It, perhaps it takes it's a, a, a shamanistic mm. creature and, and he appears in different forms and that's one of them um, said a few weeks later that this this wolf appeared later with another dog like animal uh-huh. and they started to complain because you know they're not in their head that this is something supernatural and just like there's this wolf on our land and it's messing with our cattle we're worried and they were told Basically, just like, what are you talking about? Because yeah. the last uh, wolf was shot in Utah in 1929, and this was in 1994 when this happened. <laughs> um, <clears throat> after that, and said that there was a few, uh, that Ellen was out walking in the evening and felt a massive rush of air over her head. So she's like, oh, it's a bird, it's a bat or something. But mm-hmm. it was just like too big. It was huge. She looks up and she sees nothing. This happens twice to her. There's nothing there. And after that, that's when the light anomaly started. Mm. Um, they, um, I think they, they told the story that 
the the husband and I think it was his nephew. They're out and they thought they saw a car or something on their land. And it's like, well, we need to go check out because he's going to run through this fence. And they go up there and it just lifts up off the ground, up above the trees, um, and said that it was. It moved silently that time, and it was an oblong craft. But later on, they seen it again, and it made a very metallic-sounding noise. Like, it was, like, grinding, like, metal beating against each other. Yeah. Um, uh, and seen it again during the winter, and it wasn't too long after that that uh, Ellen, quote-unquote, said that she seen a uh, camper trailer. She looked out. I think she looked out the window. And seeing this camper chair parked out, and she described a figure in there that looked like he was dressed like Darth Vader. Was like in a hmm. black cloak, black cloak, you know, maybe hooded, had a mask, big boots. When he stood up, he was at least seven foot tall. And later they went to go and they found boot tracks, but with no like sole print or whatever, it just looked like a fat, flat, big track. Is there is there like a military base around there? <sighs> In Utah? Yeah. I'm sure probably. Um I was in I was on a military bank military uh base and it was back in February cuz the reason the reason February of of 2008 uh, or 9 maybe 10 but um, there's one in Utah, but it's it's right outside of Salt Lake City. I don't know how far this is from Salt Lake City, yeah. but um, I know there's one because they because they talk about invisible choppers and I I, right. I saw that it, they talk about invisible choppers in many stealths. Okay, and Dugway, I think it's what it's called, Dugway Mysteries. It's a new Area 51. That's what I couldn't remember what it's called, but allegedly in Utah is where the new quote-unquote area 51 is and then it says in dugway the new yeah wow yeah i've heard that several times that that's where the new like area is for that like area 52 and there's like also a place in new york and stuff that they they do whatever it is that they do over there you know mm. yeah aliens are just testing of new flight pat you know type things you know, they talk about the invisible chopper, the mini stealth, and then they talk about these things called the controllers. It says what sounds like two adult males speaking to one another in an unknown right. language. These like they're just hovering over their head. Yeah. yeah. But it says it sounds like they're speaking through a walkie-talkie or a radio. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I saw that the picture of that, so it's... Yeah. yeah. And then one minute in duration will suddenly stop the conversation... Fifteen percent chance of hearing, one point three percent chance of seeing. Yeah, there, there's another one. They said they too. They said that they would uh, structures would appear in the sky, not ships, structures. And they said they're like kind of orangey, but you could said he looked into what was this guy? This uh, Terry, you know, quote unquote Terry. Terry said that terrorist? No, no, Terry Terry Not Terry Just kidding. Oh, well, but who knows? Maybe. Well. But said that he looked through it with his uh, scope on his gun when they're, I guess he was probably out working his cows and said that it looked like you could look up into it and see a second sky, like it was a portal to somewhere else in these structures. Yeah. Well, didn't in Hellier, didn't they have a picture of what looked like kind of like 
yeah. orange or, yeah. It, it looked it looked like two big light bulbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they were like long. Yeah. And they were like kind of at an angle. At an angle, yeah. And they were parallel to each other. Right. It was those were the things that they said were just we got bored. They were just there for so long and didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This says something about it says the spotlight. A single spotlight similar to that mm-hmm. on a motorcycle travels about 10 to 40 miles per hour, typically hovers around 8 feet from ground, sometimes seen with a red taillight behind yeah, it. Yeah, that, well, that was the first light anomaly that they saw. They thought it was, because, I mean, with that description, I would assume that it was a vehicle, but yeah. when they went to go inspect it, it just took off into it says, the air. Yeah, 8 feet from the ground. Mm-hmm. Can fly over any terrain type, may also be related to... Um, if not misidentified as the flash drone. They got a lot of stuff going on yeah. there. Yeah, they got a ton of stuff going on. Didn't didn't Ghost Adventures go there? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think we watched that not that long ago. But yeah. it's I don't know. They probably got special because whoever whoever has it now, they don't they have it all. I mean this off. this uh this spotlight has a forty six percent chance of seeing. I think that's the most common thing that you you do see out there because after they had sold the ranch and it was taken over by um, <clears throat> what's his name, Mister Fake Name, <laughs> Big Bigelow, Bigelow, yeah, um, the National Institute for Discovery Science, and they were out there for eight years. That was like the most com- the first thing that they yeah. seen were a lot of anomalies. But it was this family only lived there for twenty months yeah, yeah they lost how many was it it was several heads of cattle i think they said 20 percent of their cows to either went missing or were mutilated and uh, 14 14 cows killed or stolen they they, they weren't supposed to be there that's why yeah yeah and uh <laughs> you know you think there it was just pretty pretty graphic they said you know uh they had you know cow one of their calves it looked like they just had his whole root in ripped out and mm. just like left in a pond. Mm. I think that one was still alive when they found it. It was just, <sighs> yeah. And then there was another one that it just looked like it just took its whole entire middle. It's gone. I've seen pictures and its eyes are missing. His ears are cut off. But what ended up making them mm-hmm. move, which this kind of pissed me off about the story too, because this guy just was like, whatever fucking left his dogs out here. But he said that he's seen one of these light anomalies and he had three blue healers. And that these dogs took off after this light, and he didn't think anything about it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they never came back. And when he went to go find them, all he found were three burns with like greasy pile in the middle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. assumed that that was his dogs. His dogs had been burnt up, pulverized, whatever. And that's when they were finally like, we're out. I'm not a fan of the skin ranch. Um, not either. I'm not no. a fan of him just being like, well, whatever. I'll go look for my dogs in the morning. Yeah. If I got all these. You know, things happening. I'm not gonna let my dogs out to begin with. That yeah. just pisses me off. You know, <laughs> kind of like back on that key. It's like don't fuck with the dogs. I'm done. You know, do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is a pretty whack place. It's pretty. <clears throat> but yeah, after that, they sold it to the National Institute for Discovery and said that Terry was hired on, and they kept cattle on the ranch basically as bait. And so his job after he had sold this ranch, he still worked for this company to tend the cattle. And, you know, no they, thanks. Things kept going on. I mean, he was just, he wanted, he didn't want his, his family, you know, they moved, I can't remember, you know, in the same general area, but far enough away. But he wanted to know why. So he just, he just kept working with them. And then they ended up uh, selling the ranch to what a company 
for $4.5 million called antimentium, antimentium, hmm. like, like Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine, Wolverine. Claws on my spine. And that was in 2016, and since then, all roads have been closed. But I think, yeah, sometimes there are people that do get to go on there and, and research. You have to get special permission, but yeah. Yeah, I'm Thanks. sure. Thanks, Logan, There's, for shutting that shit down, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was just looking on BFR Road, and yeah. there's there's been three Bigfoot sightings in that county. Yeah. In 2006, 2005, 2004. Hmm. There's probably a lot more, but those are just reported. I don't yeah. know. But nobody goes there, you know. I don't want to go there. Or, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no natives go there at all because yeah. it is. So, cursed. if y'all decide that y'all want to take the podcast there... Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I'm no. not going. <laughs> no. You probably have to have a lot of connections getting there anyway because... Um, you know, the Utes. I'm, the all Utes. About, I'm all about Hallsville and Jefferson and all, but I ain't going to no Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. either. No thanks. I'll, I'm, I'm going to run from that place. Yeah. I'm going to, you know... You know me. You're yeah. going to pull at me. You're going to see me run. Run. <laughs> so... Run, Bob, run. We're, we're not going to have time to talk about wrestling. So. Uh. so I'm okay with that, though. I guess second week in a row. <laughs> it happens. We're, yeah. We're down this rabbit hole. Okay. You know. I was going to say, this, this hellier thing yeah. is a rabbit hole. And it's... It's a deep one because there's so many things that you can... It's just in that general thought, you know, that that, that, well, that area, you know, it's all kind of connected. I, I just felt like we had to talk about it. Uh, yeah. All the stuff There's that so happened. much. Well, how, the, the way that it all came about, it, at least for us, the way it all came about, it, it had to be, it had to be at least addressed. Yeah. Well, and I mean, look at the stuff that, how I got here. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Man, whenever I, uh, that just finally clicked in my head, it. <laughs> I was at work and yeah, you know, it was a Saturday. I was out doing my patrols and whatever, and it just like all this just finally looks like, and it freaked like I had to take a minute. That is kind of freaky. Just like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Mothman <laughs> in a roundabout sort of way too. Yeah, because you went to go see that guy talk. Yeah, huh? yeah, and you know he he, he wasn't. He's not very well known. I don't know. Yeah. That I think maybe I, I what kn- happened to him made him kind of take a step back yeah. from it all because I, I can't blame him. He had family and children and they were calling his house. But yeah, man, I mean, and then from the beginning, because I met Michelle through Keith Johnson, mm-hmm. who used to work for TAPS, which was the first team that I ever really talked to whenever I was 12 and 13 years old. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like on their little forums and stuff because their website was so good. It had all kinds of information on it. And so from just the beginning of, I don't want to say career because it's not, but whenever I really started getting into research and stuff, it, it all leads right to this point. Yeah. You talk about getting into research. One of the, one of the, the cool things that Craig mentioned on the show was he said he's been doing this for 20 years, but he takes the five years, his first five years and kind of makes it a wash. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) I can relate to that so much because I haven't do, I haven't been doing this nowhere near 20 years. And honestly, I haven't been really 
researching or, or, or doing any of it for any amount of time. So I feel like I'm still in the first like five years of my, yeah of my, you know, I wish I could say that for myself, but I'm just, and I've had plenty of encounters and plenty of, and I've done research and stuff like that. But when he said that, he kind of put it into, into kind of perspective for me is yeah. that I'm still a baby in this. Yeah. You know, I'm still I'm still a baby in this whole so, grand scheme. So on this podcast, you're your baby Yoda. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm not near as cute as why that not, little booger, not, but right, maybe season one or episode one, Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't do that. To you. So I will not go to the dark side before before we log out. I need I need a name for the show. Shit. No, not that one because we just found out. <laughs> okay. Poop titles don't work too well. Poop titles don't work too <laughs> no, well. No, they don't. But I, before before we do all that and before we we log out, shout out, um, shout out definitely. Uh, <laughs> always do a shout out. But this is this is a special time of year. Um, I love Christmas. It's it's by far my favorite time of year, and I know all of our viewers, y'all might not. Um, celebrate Christmas, but whatever you do, celebrate. Whatever you do, what you do with your time, yeah. enjoy it. Um, take this time to just reflect and and just man, just enjoy life. Um, look at the look at the two cups that we do have. Don't look at so much of it, the three cups yeah. that are empty. But uh, shout out to my wife, my babies. I love y'all. Um, uh, all of our listeners, thank y'all so much. This is our tenth yeah. episode, and y'all just keep coming. Y'all just keep listening. Y'all, y'all, y'all bring it. Y'all, it's awesome. You, you keep downloading, and we 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 look at it every day, and we see the downloading racking up, and it's awesome. Uh, you two guys, uh, Ash and Robert, thank y'all for for just letting me be a small part of this, and and. Whatever y'all celebrate, um, I'll say Merry Christmas because that's what what I celebrate. Yeah. But I don't know what y'all. But whatever y'all celebrate, y'all have the best at it. Y'all y'all enjoy it. Uh, but man, this has been a blast. It's been so much fun. Yeah, Ash, you got anybody? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to go on a big journey tomorrow. That's right. You, know, you are I'm going over to to Fort Smith to go hang out with my duders. Um, Brandon, Brandon, Gloria, and everybody. Yeah, ask him. Ask him to be a guest on the show. We'll see. I don't know. Get get in the zoo. He lives in California. Hey, we can we can get stuck in an NDFW airport like he did last year. (laughs) We can we can satellite him in. We could we could you know, but he's so very busy. But he's a really great guy. Hey, we're busy too. Well, not not on this level. We ain't putting out. We ain't if we are putting out a show every single day. Yeah, he that that guy can. He's talented. He hustles. He works hard. Hey, we're busy too. I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's making it. He's making a cheesecake without. Without ingredients, with, no, he had the ingredients. He, he just had the read, recipe. He just read it through one time and then tried yeah. to go off memory. So now today's video was he he had of course you know everyone's getting sick and he did um I think it's from seventeenth century remedies. It's just basically <laughs> shove a lot of weird shit up your nose. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll pass on that. That, that sounds like Paveglia Island. Yeah, <laughs> put this mask on and or, shove this in your nose. Or, or, say, or, and it didn't say shove; it says thrusted into your oh, nose. Or thrust. Or it sounds like Scarface. Thrust. Scarface. Yeah. 
Say um, hello to my little friend. I did want to do a shout out to Rob Brumfield. Exactly. I was. I was like, we are not gonna leave this show without yeah. shouting out to Rob. Yeah, he's uh, he's been. He's been listening to, he's a coworker of ours and he's been listening to a lot of podcasts and he stopped all podcasts and now he's just only listening to us. Just listen to us. Which is awesome. I love it. So I said, man, that is. It's only going to get harder because season two is always the good one. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel about TV shows like that's the one where it really gets to stride. It's like, (laughs) we got time off and what do I got to do? (laughs) Yeah. After, after this episode, we're going to take a break. Yep. And we're going to come back in January. We don't know yet, but uh, we're going to start season two. Um, so everybody that's listening now, uh, I'll be posting stuff on uh, Facebook and Twitter and our uh, Bigfoot Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So I say send us people that know us or whatever. Give us your suggestions. Yes, yeah. please. Please, because, please, please. I mean, I could go on all kinds of stuff, but it also helps to kind of like. Yeah get a little little interjection what you want to hear because the yeah. audience matters yeah what too tanya's been giving us some good ideas and yeah. chris came up with this idea about bigfoot eating stuff so that was mm-hmm. kind of good and but uh, one of the things that that uh that rob mentioned that i thought was no it was uh it was skyler Shout out to skyler oh skyler right yeah skyler what he mentioned because i was talking to him uh um uh, earlier today he mentioned that because uh, he drives between austin and and farmer's branch uh between our our two uh two sites right and he says when he drives he listens to our podcast he said but one of the things that he likes about it is he feels like he's a part of the show yeah i really love that because that's what we want yeah he, yeah. He, he said he felt like he was in a room yeah with he us. said he felt like he was in a room with us <laughs> I was like, I love that too. That's like one of the biggest compliments you can get. Yeah. Okay. One, a dude drops like six podcasts to listen to ours, and two, another one feels like he's sitting here with us. Yeah. That's exactly what we want. But I think that just goes to show we have no structure. We just yeah. fly by ass. Yeah. Together. We just. I we, mean, we kind of do. We just kind of have a loose framework, and we just yeah. go mm-hmm. with it and let it go. And I, but I it, like that about most of my podcasts that I listen to too. That's yeah. not like, okay, well. They might have a topic, but it's like, you know, it's not yeah. like we have to talk at these talking points and these questions, you know, that's yeah. not stiff yeah, and it's formal. It's just a conversation. And I I'm think not that makes a, for better. I'm not a podcast Nazi. So yeah. I won't a micromanager. Stop. Stop it. Stop talking. Let's talk about this. <laughs> but I think that's what makes it real. Yeah. Um, that's what makes it feel like they're in the room with us. And that's exactly yeah. what we want is we yeah. want you to I feel mean, like you're here with us. And it's storytelling more than just like. Yeah. flat facts. I mean, I could just read out of a book to you, you know, yeah. anyone can do that. It's just actually given our own experiences, our own, our own take on it. Huh? Yeah. How we came across it, you know, like I know I always say all the time, I don't remember the guy's name, but I'm just, gonna, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you know, I do I too. It's where. like, I remember this story. Most of them are in situations like around a campfire and this yeah. person just told this story or whatever and what, you know, and it just sticks, but not necessarily where you were or whatever. Yeah. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. those things is kind of, fold into each other yeah because like I, I know most of my stuff uh, it's that i did now belongs to nowak nowak so it belongs to them and i i can't use like nowak. actual names and locations and whatever yeah. i like that word nowak nowak so nowak. um which is i don't have nothing against that group i mean i'm sure no. they're all i'm sure they're all cool dudes you know with they just phds have the to the stories hey yeah. cool dudes with i'm PhDs. a cool dude with the bunch yeah. of books yeah you are I cool i don't have a degree but god damn i think i've put on the work yeah you do you're you're a scholar 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I just like to you, read. You open the book and you read. Yeah. I just butcher people's names. Me too. And I'm I'm late on soundbites. I bet you can't. I bet you can't say that. That's one of the one of the big branding things. Anytime yeah. when he does a live, it's like pronounce my name, and because he's Brandon. really bad at it. Um, I did want to do a shout out to Stephen. Uh, thanks, Stephen, for doing the show last week. Uh, shout out to Blair, Blair Dominguez, and the boys, Sebastian and Ricardo, Ricardo Dominguez, Ricardo Dominguez, and special shout out to my homeboy. JT. <laughs> I can't go one show without it. So. <laughs> I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on. All from my city. Sorry. I, I had to do it. You know, before you guys got here, I was watching the the documentary that Lance Bass put out about Lou Pearlman and how he stole all their money. Mm, wow. In Sink and Backstreet, you know, after they did their, their big, huge tours, mm-hmm. they come home and it's like they get their check. Yeah. $10,000 each. Yeah. After making multi-million dollars and stuff, you know, and that whole thing, you know, I was halfway through and it was, oh my God, that's so horrible. You know, and there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of darker stuff about this guy, but he was a huge yeah. scam artist. Yeah. So. You know, you know what, you know what that is? What? A hack. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He he scammed. He had Ponzi schemes. He did all this stuff, insurance fraud. Yeah, and then he's like, mm, "Boy bands, I can make a lot of money for that on me." And was running it like, you know, yeah, not like a music deal, but like you're renting out property of mine and basically treating these kids like that's what they were. And it's like yeah. you belong to me. I mm-hmm. get all the profits, and you get whatever I feel like because I pay for your this and that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was bad. Ponzi sucks. Hack. Hack. <laughs> Man, okay. No, no other shots. No other shots. Just, uh, man, I've had a lot of fun. Me too. And we had. Just, it's just going to keep getting bigger. I'm excited to have people come in. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for for guests. I'm excited for taking us on the road. Yeah. Um. We yeah we actually did take it on the road last week. But, but you. It will, does it count when it's just like Carrollton? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't count because I wasn't there. We're still in the Metroplex. It doesn't it's, count. It's, he's, he said that. He said that because this this week I said the first time the the podcast goes on the road and the first time we have a guest I'm not there. <laughs> That's why he said that. Well, it was a substitute. And he did a damn good job. Yeah, yeah. I was I was telling him he's he was he's originally my first round draft pick. I know. Um, um, I wasn't even a draft pick. You were. You were. You were third. I was third round draft pick. And Ash, you were fourth. Why? Oh, because I had to get my ass moved. <laughs> that took a long time. But. Yeah, but I, I my my second round draft pick didn't work out too well. Well, you but know. you know, uh, I think maybe that that was kind of meant to be. Yeah, you know, we. We we ended up here. Yeah, we're doing it. Everything. And we're we're doing big things, and yeah. we're only going to get bigger. We're on the right path because yep. all these synchronicities are happening, right? That's yeah, what that's right. Like that's how you know that you're you're headed in the right direction. We're we're supposed to be here, so yep. we're doing what we're doing. Let's do it, <laughs> and we're doing it well. All right. On that Let's note, do it. on that note, we're gonna call it a night. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for the support. Go to uh, Bigfoot Club on Facebook. Look us up on Twitter, Bigfoot Club One. 
Um, and we're going to, when you hear us back, we're going to be in season two. So uh, we got a lot of good things coming up. So thank you so much. Good night. Yeah.